Brood on Hornby Island within the unceded territory well, of the... You don't have to read it now. I'm not ready. Oh, I thought we were recording. <laughs> not ready. <laughs> not ready. Welcome to the Financial Independence Garage, where we share the tools to improve your finances and unfold the roadmap to financial independence. Hi there. Oh, wow. Oh, those are shaking up. Yeah. Happy New Year! Uh, yeah, Ooh, I guess this hello. will be... This, oh, Hello. <laughs> Good thing you don't have your uh, electronic napkin over there, but <laughs> stay away from mine. Uh, so, Can yeah, a, this is... You want a cloth? I, I told you you need measuring cups, but now apparently you need paper towels. Yeah, we do need paper towels. The opening of our False beer start. tonight is, is not going well, in case anyone's wondering. Both of these exploded. <laughs> There's a lot of foam which, happening. Well, it's a little weird because these have been in my fridge for ages. Did right. you run over here? No, I didn't run over here. I'm not a maniac. <laughs> Also, you think I can run after the Christmas season? Right. There's zero percent chance. You will be wringing that paper towel out to save beer. Oh, I thought maybe it was one of them recyclable paper towels. <laughs> I thought he was going to make me recycle the paper towel yeah. too. Apparently, All right. we're still frugal. Is that a thing? Yeah. Uh, and this is the FI Garage. I'm the money mechanic, and my jack wagon friends are here: the economist and the accountant. Yeah. Is this our last ever FI Garage? No. Why is it? I thought we were renaming it or something. Oh, rebranding? No, no. That was oh, just yeah. I was throwing it out there. Um, so we do have some more listener. Well, not I guess it's listener purchase, donated beer, shall we call it? Oh, this is this is donated. This is from Stefan. Hi, guys, Stefan. Thanks, Stefan. And but more importantly, it comes from Hornby Island. You're pouring three glasses or two over there, boy. Three, dumb dumb. I couldn't Jeez. see the other one. <laughs> what? It's getting worried. I was oh. like, I, I just see two glasses. Yeah, we're, you're filled yeah. off already. You're already not. Well, I've been into the eggnog already. I was waiting for you guys to get here. So fair enough. I, I got, it's like my last day of eggnog tomorrow, so I had to. Right. You know, had to I tried to buy more today. Is out. Yeah, gone. Gone. Yeah. So cheers to Stefan for buying the beers. Thanks. Cheers, Stefan. Thanks, Cheers buddy. to Hornby Brewing. You said there was a little pitch on the can there to throw. What are we drinking here? It's this is. Well, you better say that, accountant. Uh, it's a saison de a French word I can't pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> Anal. Okay then. Uh, yeah, saison. It's an independent craft brewery. So I believe that Hornby Island started, and he was contract brewing out of other places. Oh yeah. Um, and then he got a setup going on Hornby Island, and I think the story also goes that he bought a canning machine. And was like renting it out to other breweries to use because nice. he needed to justify having a canning machine to. Well, that's what I told you guys to do. Well, yeah, yeah. How about I just read the about us section here? That's uh, going to probably it's... be a lot better than me drawing from memory. <laughs> that's the way you want to go. Okay, so Hornby Island Brewing, and mind you, like Hornby Island, for people who don't kind of understand, it's a very, very small island. You have to take two ferries to get to. That's off the east side of Vancouver. Island, three but ferries. It's in the. Salish. Is that that's still the Salish Sea? Well, three ferries if you're on if the continent. If you're on the mainland. Yeah, if you're yeah. on the continent, yeah. But it's uh, it's pretty remote, but it's in a gorgeous little spot there. They get very little rain in the summer, and uh, it's it's beautiful. And it the about us is, we are, we are the brewery, we are Bree and Ashley Stotts. We founded Hornby Island Brewing Company in 2018, a small footprint, independently owned nano brewery focused on producing artisan beers. I had to pause for that because I'm say I say artesian and that's not right. 
<laughs> Glad you've learned. <laughs> we opened our manufacturing facility on Horn Beyond late August 2022 and our tasting room at the beginning of September 2022. So very new, only a few months old. In addition to providing sustainably produced beer with a focus on local ingredients, we also op- offer mobile canning solutions like you mentioned there. Yes. In North yeah. Island, so so yeah. you nailed it. Nailed it. They Cheers. Four years of contract brewing and now they got a place. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Nobody cheers. Uh, cheers. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't reach you guys. Raise our glass. No, I mean, we all just screwed up at the same time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, why are we here? Because you said, let's record before the new year. <laughs> That's correct. That's why we're so here. So we're having a New Year's Eve party. <laughs> That's right. This is now the official New Year's Eve party because I'm too lazy to have another party tomorrow right, exactly. for New Year's Eve. So, yeah. Oh, no, no. Because I have a two and a half month old, I'm celebrating London New Year's tomorrow. Oh, nice. Which will be at 4 p.m. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> and then go to bed after that. Good idea. Well, what's the first New Year's? Uh, the other dateline. is that the last one? Well, would it be? I think it's Sydney. I think it's Sydney. Yeah, you're right. That's the first one? Th- maybe Perth. I don't think we'll still be up for that, will we? Uh, Tonight? <laughs> I think it's like out. 16 hours. So I think it is. I think it's, it's morning time. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so this is the last episode of 2022. We, I do actually have some things I want to talk about tonight. It's been a month since our November rants. Um, Shout out to Joel. We were driving up the, into Northern BC for a curling adventure and stopped in and had beers with one of our listeners who sent us beers from Red Collar Brewing many, many episodes back. Always great to connect in person with, uh, with listeners and of course, chat some financial, chat some life. Uh, it's funny how a lot of the discussion, once you get there now, it kind of strays away from FI oh, or fire, irrelevant. right? They're yeah. like, you know, he's like, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. So why wouldn't I keep doing it? And, you know, I think we've kind of come to that conclusion this year, right? Is like, yeah. either you go contract, do what you want to do, or if you enjoy your job, you keep doing it. And I don't know, for me personally, the year that was 2022 and who knows what 23 holds, but the potential for you know, recession or struggle with rates and everything else, I'm happy to keep earning some money. I don't mm-hmm. want to endanger my portfolio that's already right. been hammered any more than it is. One of know. my portfolios is uh, down all time. Oh, you've actually gone into the negative. Yeah. Like real, real negative. Well, like cents, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you're lower but, than what you put in. Yeah. 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 That's never a good feeling. Yeah, right? I don't care. No. Well, <laughs> no. I mean. Long term, right? Yeah. And that hasn't been a long term account either. Right? So. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I've always said is like have a low news diet, but I, but I really find myself listening to way too much inflation speak and recession (laughs) speak and rate speak. And I'm like, I got to turn this shit off. Yeah. Cause I I have no control. I can't do anything. The only thing. (laughs) Neither does the bank of Canada. (laughs) (laughs) This is very true. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm like, the only thing I have to deal with this year is the mortgage for the rental property. And it's, it's, it's interesting because oh, you have to remortgage it. I got to remortgage oh, it. Yeah. Timing. Oh, such good timing. Yeah. Right. Like perfect. Couldn't, couldn't have nailed it better. Just want to get pay it off instead. Oh, I don't have enough to pay it off. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, if I had to liquidate everything, I don't think that's worth it. No, no, God, no, no, but yeah, it's, it's a tough one. And you know, the question I was always staunch believer in staying variable and over the long term, it'll probably be fine. But yeah. now we're talking like long, long, long term, which was long term. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's the funny that's... thing is like, you forget, like, you're like, oh, long term. And uh, two years later, like, oh, hmm, maybe I should change. And you're like, no, no long term. Stick to long term. <laughs> long term is still long term. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I'm still variable on, on our residential and I'm just going to leave it there. Yeah. yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And well, that brings up one of the first things. Well, first of all, 
uh, shout out to, a, it's not a new YouTube channel by any means, uh, relatively new to me. I don't know if I mentioned it in our November show or not. Um, so. It's, I don't actually know what he calls his YouTube channel, but his name is Russell Matthews. I mentioned Never it to you guys. It. Yeah, I mentioned it to you guys. And I know you don't, you don't have the time to sit around and watch YouTube videos like I do all day long. <laughs> I don't watch them all day long, actually, but. I actually got my wife into watching this one, so that's how good so it is. So what is it about Russell? So Russell What's Matthews, he's going to start shouting at my computer here in a second. I just want to oh, see if he's got on. an actual YouTube channel name, but he doesn't. Just search Russell Matthews. He's a Canadian uh, YouTube presenter, obviously, and I don't know what his profession is, but he is very literate in the, I'll call it the macroeconomics of Canada. Okay. He doesn't go international. It's very specific to Canada, but it's really good because he actually brings up like the government press releases and like actual government papers that have come out that outline what they're planning to do with, you know, bonds and inflation and rates and all this. Well, what they think they're going to do or whatever, but <laughs> don't he don't kid yourself. They I know no idea I what know. they're doing, but he does a really good analysis that is objective without getting too political, uh, where he focuses on, you know, the political influences that we have in our economy and also the, some form of influence the Bank of Canada is trying to assert into the economy as well. Right. And he, he lays it out really well. Uh, it's an excellent 12-minute YouTubes to watch. I've definitely learned a lot from that about kind of just the Canadian economy. And he keeps it updated. It's like at least once or twice a week, he's dropping a show. So it's nice to stay on top of what's going on with all that stuff. And maybe that's part of my high news diet yeah, right now. Why are you doing that? Yeah. But it's really, but it's really interesting though, because it's stuff that I would never, ever pick up anywhere else. And it's not stuff that you're going to get from the mainstream media. Right. That's what's nice. It's, but, it's but very detailed. To quote the accountant, why are you doing that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so well, that brings that, like, leads me into one of the things I wanted to bring up on the show was, do you guys know what real return bonds are? Yeah. Yeah. Tell are me. they discontinuing them? Yes. Yes, they are. Yeah, I thought I heard that. And that was, I, I, first of all, I wasn't really even aware. Like, I know what tips are, which yeah. is the American uh, equivalent, right? Which is treasury inflation, inflation protective securities, yeah. right? So we had real return bonds in Canada, yeah. which was the same thing. Same thing. Right. They basically gave you a percentage and then on top of it gave you the difference Inflation in the CPI. Plus. Well, the difference in CPI. Sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. CPI. Consumer which price index. So. At, at the end of the day, they actually control right. what they decide to release CPI as. So Absolutely. like if they were ever really getting burned on real rate of return <laughs> bonds, they would just change the definition of CPI and lower their interest Absolutely. cost. <laughs> okay. Well, but- Explain why this is somewhat of a big deal that they've discontinued them. It's a big deal that they've discontinued them because it leads you to believe that they are admitting they have no control over this. And because they have no control over it, they're getting like they're getting rid of it. They don't know where inflation is going to go. Right. And they're not going to have a runaway security that could lead to any infinite amount of interest having to be paid out. Right. So to me, it lends that the government of Canada has completely lost faith in the Bank of Canada. It Which, could be, I mean, welcome to the rest or, of the country. Or, or, so or of the, all of us, or right? Or the Canadian dollar. Yeah. Or the Canadian yeah. dollar. That's also yeah. a factor. Yeah. I, I mean, again, always the show is for entertainment purposes and these are our opinions and yeah. not, uh, we don't know anything. We just drink beer. Or maybe it, they didn't have, the math guy quit. <laughs> that could be too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I just quit. Yeah. 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 So well, it's we a big deal. Way. You know, something that I'd never really 
thought of for my portfolio because we were never in a, a high inflationary environment in the last 10 years and, and nor did I want to hold any bonds anyway, right? right? But the fact is that some of the huge pension funds in Canada do hold and that's one of their staple investments is these real return bonds. Right. And for the government of Canada to just be like, yoink, oh, we're not going to issue those anymore. You know, it has... It can be interpreted in different ways, but it was shocking. I mean, for a long time, those rate the real return rates have been very, very low. Yes, exactly. Very low. And that, right. in terms of the damage that would be done to, like, pension funds and things like that that are holding these, it's pretty minor. Because if you look, like, all of a sudden, pension funds can go out and get corporate bonds at yeah. 6 7 8%. <laughs> they can get AAA government bonds at 5 6%. Like, the risk-free for 8 being 5% changes the entire equation. Yeah, well, let's talk about that. You brought we, you were texting, we were texting about that. So, sorry, go ahead and finish well, off that. Well, unless inflation runs away. Yeah, yes. unless inflation yes. runs away. Yeah. yeah. But I I would also argue I'm going to go off on a tangent with this, but like the government doesn't have control or power over inflation. No. Not, well, the, not, the, not much. Well, not much. They, they kind of do when they keep sending me free money. Well, sure, <laughs> we're going to get into that, but the fact of the Bank of Canada rising interest rates, yeah. That's got such a small th – the thing that that torques on is the housing market in this country. Yeah, big time. Mm -hmm. Because you're borrowing your house from the bank. Right. You're not buying your house from the bank. Yeah. And that's what's really going to change with those interest rates. But in terms of actual – does the interest rate matter for the price of crude oil? That's like one of the biggest factors driving inflation. It was the last time inflation spiked, it was a massive run-up in crude oil prices. The same right. thing happened this time. They have raising the interest rate isn't going to make gas prices lower. Well, the theory is it makes you um, cancel Disney Plus. You cancel and, your Disney right? Plus, sure, and yeah, it's going to it's going to your spending. It's going to contract the economy and blah blah yeah, blah. But at the end of the day, because high interest, we've become such a global economy that yeah. Canada rising raising interest rates isn't affecting the price of crude oil. Like that's not no. a factor. And that's one of your leading – I know there's a lot of other things going into it, but the whole inflation thing and that the government can control it, they can to a degree. Right. But they, they, they can't – They can put force on it. They can put they force on it, it, but they cannot control it entirely. Yeah. No, exactly. Okay, let's not make this whole show about that because everybody's like beaten to death and bored to death of hearing about of race and inflation. Of course. Yeah, well, fair enough. But let's talk about what you were mentioning about a risk-free rate of return from our point of view as investors. Right. So I'm hoping that everybody understands what the capital asset pricing model is. How about you explain that quickly? Yeah. <laughs> pretend, right. I, pretend I don't know. <laughs> and well, we're not on YouTube, so it's not like I can bring up the equation. So I'll just say that the capital asset pricing model is essentially a commonly used valuation metric for what you should expect in terms of return from an investment based on its risk. And part of the input of that is what the risk-free rate of return is. So if the risk-free rate of return, which is commonly seen as like T-bills in the States and government bonds here, is 1%, well, then an asset with X risk needs to yield you, call it 10% above the risk-free rate. Right. Well, that means that before you needed to get 11% out of that, to make that investment worthwhile. Whoa. But when the risk-free rate bumps up to... 1.1%. No. It's not what I'm saying. You said you need to get 10% higher rate of return. No, no. Like 1%. you need... You need... 10x? 10x. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
right? Like, yeah. it's not like you're going to, oh, I can get a risk-free 1% and I'm going to take 1.1 of, of taking on risk. Yeah. No one's going to do that. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you start looking at what returns you need to get if you're using a capital asset pricing model at 5% as opposed to 1% for the risk-free rate. And all of a sudden, you're looking, you're like, well, I can get you know, solid bank bonds now issuing at 7 8%. So if my, you know, high risk asset isn't yielding me 15, 20%, the risk just becomes not worth taking it on. So then all of a sudden, all these higher risk equities that had money flowing into them before, people are A, either pulling it out because the expected return doesn't mirror what the risk is, or they have to find a way to start generating that level of risk. And that is one where they actually do have a bit of control on inflation Because if that's the case, all of a sudden, a bunch of these companies are going to have to say, we need to increase our profit margins. We need to start issuing better returns. Well, now it's time to tighten your belts. And what happens when you tighten your belt? You reduce workforce, you reduce labor, you cut costs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, okay. Good explanation of that. Um, TFSA, what are you going to do with it? What... Does it just go into the index fund? Oh, I'm going all oil and gas this year in mind. Okay, like that's that's risk on. Oh, of course it is. All right. You but don't you don't want to just get five percent? No, it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> all like Jan first, all in, all in. Okay, CNQ. Like that's my move. I'm okay. Going all in, all in, all sixty five hundred bucks into CNQ Jan one. This is oh yeah, and if for listeners that don't know, the TFSA has gone up. A whopping five hundred dollars. Yeah, uh, we're inflation getting closer to our ten k <laughs> that we were allowed eight Once years ago. Time. Yeah. One time only. One, <laughs> One time, time only. only. Um, economist, what do you think in TFSA? Uh, probably uh, REIT. Oh, okay. Yeah, because taxes and all that, right? Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you're gonna if you're going to buy REITs, that's the place to do it. Sector, like broadly, I'm just saying, yeah, like residential, uh, commercial, res- or industrial, like. Yeah, not commercial. Not commercial. Yeah. Okay. Res, res, res or industrial. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I like that. I'm undecided. I'm on the yeah. fence, and a couple of people have asked me, and I'm like, ah, it it feels terrible to dollar cost average in a TFSA because you're <laughs> like, because then you're just basically trying to time the market. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah I don't know. I'm kind of stuck, right? Because inevitably you end up being overweight Canadian, just dropping it all in a Canadian ETF or an index fund or whatever. But yeah. see, I have a bit of a conundrum with mine because I started it at TD eons ago and I'm stuck with a high commission trading model. So I want to be efficient with the money and be like, okay, I'm it's going into I'm one make, thing and yeah, one make this only. bet. Yeah. But I've got dividends have been building up in there for a few months too. So it's going to be a little bit more than 6,500 to try to deploy. Right. So it's, yeah, I think I kind of want to, I want something that I know I don't want to get into the whole dividend investing discussion, but I, if like for my TFSA, having those dividends roll in there tax-free, it's like having double your TFSA every year. Yeah. Right? Because they're reinvested every time. Right. So if you're making six grand in dividends out of your TFSA and you're putting in six grand, yeah. like now that I- tax-free is growing pretty fast. Yeah. You know, so I'm all about, I understand the real return argument of that and that's great, but actually having cash that buys more shares yeah. when, when the shares are down, especially now. Uh, I don't know. It psychologically dollar, dollar works for me. averaging built in. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm a little undecided, but I did reply on Twitter to Mark Seed that it was same thing. I was going to go energy as well. So, we'll see. Yeah. See what you're going to do. You got you got a longer time frame than I do. Probably true. 
So uh, there's a new registered account, right? That's the home first time home buyer account. Yeah, yeah. And sounds good. Stupidity. That's upon not that new. It's like a year stupidity. old now. Is it a year old? Pretty well. I don't. Know. I think it was introduced I, this year. I think it comes into effect Gen one. Well, but it's so okay. Uh, do you remember exactly how it works, accountant? So yeah. registered. It first works time. like this. We're going <laughs> to help housing prices by making demand even higher. Exactly. <laughs> Everything we do to help housing prices yeah. ups demand. Right. Because we do not understand basic <laughs> economic models. But what's it mean for us? That's what it means for the market. Nothing for us. Well, nothing for you. Well, you have houses. We have yeah. houses. So it is the best world of the RRSP and TFSA bundled together. Yeah, but there was some limitation to it. I remember when it well, came out. Well, you have out, to those. not have... So it's not a first-time home buyer uh, account. It's a haven't owned a home recently account. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Oh. If, if you haven't owned a home in four years, you're eligible. Re oh, that is different. Yeah. That is different. And... I could have sworn it was named for it like is. first... It is yeah, named okay. first yeah, okay. time. <laughs> but, Interesting. Uh, so... The contributions are tax deductible. Yeah. And if you use the money yeah. to buy your first house, you withdraw it tax-free. So you never owe those taxes? That's my understanding. Because, like, I mean, I used, I pulled off my RSPs right. to buy my first you home. You had to buy back the RSPs. I had to buy back the RSPs. Yeah. So, okay, I thought that account was like that Okay, initially. so I haven't paid any attention to this, but this it leaves open. Like, if it truly is that you just don't have to have not owned a home for four years, yeah. and then I can pump money into this account, yeah. jack up There's a the limit. value of- There's a limit. But is there a limit on 40, when- 40 40K. Lifetime. Sure, but 40K. Yeah. So, I pump money into that account, 40K. I let it build for 30 years. Before <laughs> the 30 years is up- I cash out of my principal residence and I rent for four years. No, you have to rent for four years now before you register for the account. You have so oh, okay. You, so I can't manipulate it quite the way I'm saying here. No, no you no. could. You could today sell, sell, and in four years open your account. Invest eight k a year for five years. Oh, so it's an an annual contribution limit 8K. as well. And 40 it, so it, is there a time limit on when you buy that house though? No. Because is this suddenly like, hey, being a renter is the way better model. Yeah. Because I'm just going to rent for my entire life. Right. I've got another 40K of tax-free growth that I also got the deduction from back in the day. Yeah. And then when I go to retire and I want that money, I buy whatever house with whatever value that's worth. Right. And then I turn around and sell it. Correct. And now I've just gotten even more money tax-free. Correct. Seems like everything's stacking up to being a renter more and more. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know if we found the perfect loophole there. Now, and, uh, this is just for entertainment purposes yeah, only. Yeah. And I've and, done zero reading on this account because it wasn't in my radar. Yeah, I just read it today. But yes, that's what it sounds like. And the, the other thing is if uh, you decide that you don't want to buy a house, you can transfer it to an RRSP. And it doesn't affect your RRSP contribution room. Well, that makes sense. Okay. Well, not really. It doesn't really make sense. Because now you just got an extra 40 grand above everybody else for your RRSP room. Or 97K, depending on. No, you don't. It does not impact your RRSP room. Well, that's going to be loud in the podcast since I was out of the room and you were shouting. <laughs> well, I mean, you were the one who shouted <laughs> questions from out of the room. I hear you by the beer fridge outside the garage. 
Um, so yeah, so it seems very advantageous to at least open one if you haven't owned a house recently. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do your own research, but, uh, the downside seems very low. Yeah. Now it's an interesting one too, right? Because they've tried to give and give people that are saving for their first home a, a tax advantage account, which is right. great. But we have, you, it begs to ask whether those people already have their TFSA and their RSPs full. I imagine they would not. Right. Yeah. So what's the point? Why wouldn't they just fire it into an RSP? Because it's double Because the borrow back, right? It's That's double why. as good and they can help people get homes. And if they help people get homes, think- that helps them get elected. We, it, it, and it how doesn't does matter this, how expensive the homes how are. How does this apply to the 600,000 people we're letting in every year? They're not going to be eligible for it. For, for, probably I, in four years they will. I actually am going to take back a stance that I had back in the day. <laughs> the only solution now with what has happened to the housing is crisis it, in this country. Is immigration? No, no, no. Oh. Is mass government-sponsored affordable housing. That's it. I don't, I don't think the private market can ever get to a point where they can create affordable housing. It might be able to without government interference. If the government... <laughs> yeah, it, correct. Good point. It would be possible without government interference, but in the current state of what the government is doing, I don't foresee affordability. Like, you need cooperative housing. You need all those other things. Like, the problem is, is that all those government builds will cost 18 times what they should cost. Yeah, Um, Yeah, it'll be ridiculous. But the problem, like, you look at building costs, right? And there's no, if you give me a free piece of land, the cheapest I can throw up a three-bed rancher in this city is probably $600,000. Right. And that would be a very crappy finished, not big, like, average house. And that's what you gave me the land. So, the like, yeah. it just, the entire, we could talk forever wait, wait, about wait. the mistakes they've made for years and years and years, but... Are you telling me that the um, exclusion of former home buyers is not going to impact the housing market? Oh, of course it would, if they actually did it. There's no exclusion. I mean, it's very small. It's very small exclusion. <laughs> it's no, there's, there's like no three exclusion. people affected oh, by it's it. So bad. It, it actually won't, though. It won't move the needle. No, it won't. I'm not going to regurgitate what's been said on other podcasts, but it's a fairly pathetic. And movement. any m- needle moving it does will be offset by the first time home buyer's savings account. Well, and the <laughs> it seems to be the country's entire model now to just uh, exploit immigrants like show up here we've got nowhere to house you and actually no real opportunity for you and we're gonna make make you come in work minimum wage jobs and get treated like shit like that seems to be our entire economic policy well that's how you stay out of a recession right you just import more people in yeah Yeah. you just and just skew the numbers as again it's worked for them for a long time them being the government Yeah, yeah correct oh we're skating on thin ice here we're curling on thin ice. We're yeah. going to get into a more fun yeah. topic. Good thing we have a castaway blonde ale because we might be cast we away. Might, yeah. <laughs> we you know what? It's not funny that you said that because it's. I've had a, a few discussions about where else do you think would be good to go and live in the world? Tannery. Like in the world. Yeah. Tannery. Yeah. Canary Islands are pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, there's some other low... Uh, there's lots of low-cost, sunny places to live. You, you do need to know that you need to be at least 100 meters above sea level at all times. Right. Right? <laughs> right? Like, yeah. This is a consideration. Yeah. A lot yeah. of those really pretty islands yeah. are going to be a little closer to the water Very than you point. might like. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Who knows? It's going to be an interesting year coming up. Uh, 2022 highlights uh, account. Well, obviously you're firstborn, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah. 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 Um, but anything else that you can pull off the top of your head? Well, I quit. FI wise. I quit in 2022. You bullshit. <laughs> you I, quit and started working more. I, I quit my nine to <laughs> five job and then I simultaneously <laughs> ended up starting my own accounting firm, but that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, congrats. Thank you. Congrats yeah. on that. Yeah. You know what I will say is I'm very, I've gotten very bad at, maybe I haven't gotten very bad at, but it's hard to transition to the new lifestyle when you've reached your goals. Right. So Court and I were sitting around the other day and we normally always go to Tofino for our wedding anniversary, which is in October. My son was born the day after our wedding anniversary. There's no hospital there to deliver him. We obviously can't leave. So we didn't get to go up. And we were talking about how we wanted to go. And I was sitting there being like, oh, yeah, like, it'd be nice. Like, I just don't know when we're going to have time. And like, you know, we'd have to go rent a place and blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, wait, I run my own business. We can go on Sunday. I don't have any, like, I just won't go to the office. Yeah. But I'm so programmed into that that I'm, like, very bad at now being like, okay, well, I can just do whatever I want. Like, I hit that goal. Yeah. And I need to start now using all of that leverage that I've gotten for myself. And I was sitting there, like, heeing and hawing over going away for, like, three days. It's like, well, whatever. Yeah. Just do it. Why, why don't I just go? Who cares? Like, yeah. There's nobody... There's no boss that's going to be like, oh, you know, you didn't pull your weight this week. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's that's part of what this whole FI journey is, right? Is, yeah. Is having the autonomy. Well, and I think that goes back to, too, like when we said we were definitely oversaving back in the day. Mm -hmm. Like we're being too conservative. Of course we're being too conservative. I'm still being too conservative. Right. Oh, like, this is one of my other topics for tonight. <laughs> like I'm realistically going to work for the next 20 years part-time doing stuff during tax season and will not touch an investment in that time frame. Right. And by the time it comes around to considering touching an investment, that account will be you, so large that there, I will it. never spend it. Right. So I've already oversaved. Yeah. Like that's, I've already hit that point. Right. But that's, I mean, that's why I was passionate about coast Fi and understanding how, what that looks like. And that can be how you design your life to be that coast fi sort of model, right? And that's going to be different for everybody, but yeah. you can make it work and be more sustainable over the long term than like the big rush to the fire finish line yeah. or or you know like just not planning that, oh, I, I want to keep doing things and realizing you're going to keep doing things. Yeah. Right? Regardless. 100%. Yeah. Well, it's like my dad always said, I love this one. He's like in an ideal world, I will spend my last dollar and drop dead yeah, well, that's Die With that, Zero. Have you read that book? Uh, actually, I just started listening to it oh, the good. other day. Okay. Yeah, but, I was going to yeah. say, that's, I want to read that one too. But yeah, it, it's totally true. It's like, yeah, why Why are you not factoring in? If, if you're motivated enough to save up a bunch of money and you have a bunch of skills, as we've all learned, you're never just going to sit around. Yeah. So you quit your job and like, what, within a month, I'm already doing other things. And then it all just grows. Like 2023, I could make the most money in my life working like, maybe 10, 15 hours a week. Crazy. Like that's... That's opportunity that you didn't have before, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's wild. So what What? Uh, conser too conservative topic did you mm. have? Oh, right. So since what, we're on topic. Since, yeah, we're, since stayed, we're on topic. Stay on that topic, we'll, we'll circle back. Um, again, I know you guys don't pay attention to 
anything that I try and pay attention to. So <laughs> there are actually topics to talk about on this show. Right. Uh, we thank you for that. Okay. Weirdest thing is, you know who Ben, ben Felix is from the Rational Reminder yeah. podcast. Yeah. Have you ever seen him on a YouTube? Yeah. Okay. Defining feature of his upper body? Oh, I can't remember. Being bald? Okay, fair. He's got hair. Oh, really? I watched the YouTube the other day. I'm like, Ben Felix has got hair. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was just, it's just a different look. I thought he was legitimately bald. I anyway, moving on. Okay, yeah. good talk. Uh, he <laughs> released a new YouTube video um, that was. I'm paraphrasing here completely because I just watched it earlier. That the four percent safe withdrawal rate is no longer valid. It is now two point seven percent. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why I wanted to bring it up. No, okay, it's that, fucking that, not. Let me finish. Let me finish before you tear a strip off. Myself and Ben. Um, okay. So he's not presenting his own evidence. He was referring to an article that was developed this year in 2022 right. or last year, sorry, uh, that used what they did was, okay, so just to summarize for any listeners that don't know, uh, Bengen did the 4% withdrawal rule back in the 90s based on US stock market return, historical data, 60-40. I think he actually did 50-50 portfolio, but 60-40 right, yeah. type portfolio and said that you could withdraw 4% in perpetuity. Um, you win. You win. Yeah, you win the game. So this new report took, uh, I can't remember what he said, no, but 37 developed countries and he included, or the report included the last like 150 years or something. And it's like stock markets that failed completely and, and basically said, okay, if you don't live in the United States and if you didn't live there for the last 50 years, does this model still work? Right. So basically one of the things that caught me in it and his throwing some numbers around was the 4% rule fails 17% of the time. If you take into account global 17%. factors, uh, that's exactly what I said. So I'm like, so that's like 83% success. Yeah. Damn. I was happy with that at school. Right. Right. Like yeah. if you frame it as you get 83% success, it looks pretty good and compared to 70% failure. All the failures. Yeah. Are right there on the highway in front of you. <laughs> right. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty like, much. Like that's yeah. you speeding towards a brick wall and yeah. deciding to not hit the brake. Yes. Right. Okay. Thank you for bringing that up because that kind of lets me summarize or finish the summary of the video is it was interesting because they say from this uh, research, the 2.7 is now the new safe, 100%, never fail, whatever. And and he, and he goes, and he finally says this, and he may have said it before, but he finally says it that, oh, you know, variable withdrawal rates are the more pragmatic way of doing things. And it's like, well, no shit. Like, yeah. thank you for saying that. Hopefully, you know, Mark's been saying that for a while. Hopefully, anybody with good financial acumen that's learning about this stuff realizes you can't just blindly set a withdrawal rate. Right. Because you're going to be speeding towards a brick wall and not swerve. That's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And there's – I've dealt with a lot of older clients and on the money front. Yeah. So here's the one. Everyone's like, oh, healthcare costs. You know, they get really high. Do you know when healthcare costs get really high? When you're about to die. I know that's really morbid and <laughs> yeah. it's sad, but it's yeah. absolutely true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So maybe healthcare costs go to 200 grand a year. You're not making if If that's how high your healthcare costs are, you've got maybe a year left. Right. Like, and you could always made. Yeah, absolutely. And we are in Canada. So we're, we'll see what our healthcare system is like that, but right. they do cover for yeah. severe sure. illness cover. You know, like right. So, and yeah. then you look at like my grandpa's 90. 
there's nothing to spend money on. Yeah. Exactly. What are you, you going to spend money on? Like, yeah. you can't, the utility of your money at that point, even if you're still alive, is next to zero. Yeah. Gifts. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Has he got but, some NFTs? Like, no, I think he said gifts. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Not gifts. <laughs> when, when you he get jumps in that to NFTs. Yeah. Come on, that was like, that was the guy's high- never seen a computer before in his life. Would you want me to get him an NFT? <laughs> Come on, that was like highlight of 2022. We made an NFT, we bought an NFT, and the NFTs are dead. <laughs> oh. But that's, it's such a dumb thing to look at because if you sit there and you're like okay i retired at 65 and i need fifty thousand dollars a year to live and i have two million dollars in the bank you need to be spending significantly more than fifty thousand dollars a year to even put a dent into that money and one thing that always bugs me always bugs me about all of this research is that that model is based on you ending up with the same amount of capital yeah it's not drawing it to zero. No, I think it is. It, no, it's, it's not. It's saying that in every single one of the scenarios, you won't go below zero. Right. Yeah. Yes. But in whatever the, it is, the like vast a huge majority, group, you end up with more way money, more. which means right. that yeah. you've oversaved and underlived your life. Technically, if you want to look at it that way, yeah. yeah. If, but money isn't your life, Scott. No, but <laughs> but I'm saying you've underlived your life in terms of you had all of that money. Did and you, you didn't buy – if you missed out on experiences that you didn't spend because you were oversaving, then absolutely. You did the opposite yes, of yes. what you were supposed to do. Yeah. He he wanted to go real life on the pod, so I gave him the opening right there. <laughs> what? I completely missed it. <laughs> you told, we'll just leave uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so th- that 17% is 17% of the people are below zero at the end. Or before the end. I didn't dig into the research. No, but, but that's what it is. That's, and 83% yeah. are above zero by some margin. Mm-hmm. But like, it's if you look at an actuarial table and you're 65 and you need $50,000 a year and you have a million bucks, A, most people aren't making it to 85. Right. So, the and then you sit there and you go, okay, well, I'm just going to take out $50,000 a year and I'm going to have my money in a checking account earning $0. You still have enough money. For yeah. $50,000 a year for the next 20 years. Right. And if you're spending $50,000 now at 65 when you're fit and healthy, I guarantee you when you're 80 and walking is hard and you don't really do anything because you've lost the quality of life, that you're not spending $50,000 anymore. Yeah. So it's a stupid, ridiculous planning tool to try and say, oh, you know, in uh, in the worst case scenario, so I got to over... just." Stop being self-insured. If you're so worried about that, buy right. insurance. It'll be cheaper. Yeah. Buy insurance for running out of money. They sell those products. They have them. They're called annuities. Just go buy one. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things, though, we do need to recognize is that a lot of this content, because traditional financial advisors will use withdrawal rates as some basis for planning, right, for traditional retirement age. But we do have to acknowledge that there are there's a huge cohort ourselves included that are anticipating retiring before 65 so that lengthens the runway so if you if you're if you're retiring at 30 and you're going to use 4% well obviously we know that doesn't work because the cost of living the cost you're spending and all that there's a huge variable between 30 and 65 and 65 plus so sure a- absolutely your your mileage may vary and that's why we've come back to this a million times personal finance is personal and you're you know 
your withdrawal but, weight writ bit. Oh, never mind. <laughs> withdrawal, <laughs> withdrawal rate. This beer is better than the first beer. This beer is better yeah. than the first beer. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but those are two entirely different equations. Like you can't financial plan to retire at 30 and financial plan to retire at 65. And use the same And assume that the result yeah. Yeah. withdrawal rates can be yeah. similar. They can't. Yeah. I agree. Those yeah. aren't, yeah. those are two completely different financial equations. Yeah. And if you think you're going to retire at 30 and never earn income, actively earn income again, I can almost guarantee you're wrong. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. almost like nine in the 90th yeah. percentile, most 90% of people will probably earn something Some, again, whether it's like, hey, I want, I learned to make soap and now I'm selling it yeah. or, hey, I love baking or, hey, I love woodwork or whatever, whatever. it is, right? Like, yeah. well, come on. The one, I think the most eye-opening thing for me in 2022 was loving my job again. Because it had right. been a lot of years since I did. And I genuinely now, like, the guys that I work with, there's three of us. We all kind of work out of the same office, but we run independent accounting practices out of there. And, like, I like going to work. I like seeing them. I like all of that. Yeah. And it's completely, because it's completely on my own schedule, and I can do it whatever I want. Like, that's a job that I don't foresee ever be, like, someday I'll retire from it, but it's not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. Do you have your Murphy bed in your office yet? I haven't built a Murphy bed in there, but I really kind of want to. Yeah. Is your uh, new company sponsoring the podcast at all? Uh, no. I mean, fair question. You want some shouts out. <laughs> uh, Economist, what about you, 2022? You went kind of similar path. I quit. Yeah. Quitting's awesome. Quitting. <laughs> yeah. Everybody quit in 2022. Right? Big done, year for the garage. Should have done it in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> should have done it way sooner. Yeah. And you're working again. Yep. Well, that was the plan, though. But, yeah. yeah. But for yourself. Yeah. Awesome. Right? Yeah. It's right. good. Yeah. Way better. Have you found the same thing where, like, now work's just not, like, it's just one of those things that happens in your week? Yeah, totally. And it's not. It, it's when I want it to happen. Yeah. And, uh, well, the worst thing about what I found out when I quit was the, the worst thing about my job was that my boss told me when he thought something was urgent. Yeah. Whether, oh, interesting. It, wa- whether yeah. it was or not actually urgent. His perception of urgency yeah. impacted my impacted your well being. Yeah, it's funny. I, yeah, yeah. It's, no, it totally is amazing does, yeah. how different it is. All of a sudden, when like you know you have a client, and they're like, "Okay, can you do this?" I'm like, "Yeah, but this will be when it gets done, like in this time frame." And they're like, "Okay, that's fine." Then all of a sudden, I'm like, "Okay, well, I just gave myself way more time than I need to get it done." Right. And I will work on it around my own schedule. And like, if something goes poorly today, then I'm going home. That's fine. I think you guys just hit on probably the biggest stress factor of the majority of people's jobs, regardless of industry, career, profession, whatever, is the time factor and when you're put under pressures to accomplish a task. Because that's it's external stress that you you now have to perform at a higher level, or work longer than right. you want to, or put in overtime, or whatever it is. Yeah. You've completely lost control. And like you said, when you know it's maybe not as urgent, or you know you could get it done on the Tuesday and right. it'll be fine for Thursday type thing, yeah. it's like it's unnecessary stress right. that adds on, right? Yeah. And I found that it especially impacted my life once I was working from home. Mm. Right, because. I might not be doing anything that day that he thought something was urgent. Right. Right. Uh, whereas before, if I was in the office and he thought something was urgent, not as big a deal. Right. I'm already there. You're already there. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that that's kind of interesting. But no, I agree. 
even if you're in the office, that false urgency is never a good thing. No. Yeah, yeah. Or, exactly. Or on the work site or wherever, right? And the, and the frustrating part is that it usually falls down to like there was some poor planning along the way, whether it was from your client or whomever it Generally was. Generally not you. Generally not it's, you. It's yeah. almost never you. A yeah. lot more often your boss, than, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's interesting too, like once you have, like once you're in full control of all those projects, all of a sudden you think of something like, oh, we're going to go away. Okay, well, like I have this, 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 and this that I need to get done. So I'm just going to do it. Right. Like I'm no longer worried about like what time it takes me or I got to be somewhere at some time. It's like, okay, well, these are the tasks that I need to complete before I leave. If I get them all done on Monday, then they're all done on Monday. Yeah. And we're done. So whatever. All you're saying... Is that smaller operations are way more efficient? Way more efficient. Yeah, <laughs> like that's it all. Is uncanny. That's all we've discovered here is right. that you can be way, way more efficient with your time. The smaller the organization, the less people involved, the less lack of the like. I mean, you probably have meetings with the guys you share the office with, just as like on a big scale type thing of we're all working together here. But like, you don't have to sit in like company meetings anymore right like no you don't i have mean, any the wasted biggest, productive time uh, the biggest wasted productive time is that we all like to sit around and have beers so there's yeah. a lot of times somebody that is will not finish, unproductive somebody will sit, finish something like early in the day and be like <laughs> one o'clock beers boys and it's like well <laughs> sure sounds i got like some it. stuff to do but yeah yeah that's happening now <laughs> nice okay well so yeah 22 is interesting what about 23 any big goals i'm not really I can't remember if there was a book. I didn't have to bring this up. You guys will put it in the show notes. You're going to read sure. a book in 2023? That's a low goal. Whoa, dude. I think I read at least 30 books. That's why I think it's a low goal. I thought he was going to say <laughs> at least three. <laughs> <laughs> no, I read a lot of crappy fiction, believe me. Um, no, it's... Uh, now you've got totally thrown me off my train of thought. 2023, there. what's 2023 your goal? goals. Oh, yeah. Like, it was about... You know, some people are very goal-based. Right. Like they have to set goals and stuff. I don't know. It's never really is, worked is for me Is your goal to set a goal? No, that's <laughs> my goal is not to set a goal. I'd rather just plan to work on things. Right. But yeah, 23. Uh, you guys, Callan, what do you think? Got anything big? Nope. Nope. Not, I'm, tr- I'm just trying to keep an infant alive. That's my, <laughs> that's my number one priority for the next year. It's a good thing year. you have a co-helper and your wife to that's do that. That's much more capable yeah, than I, I would yes. have. Yeah. I'd yeah. put some low probabilities on that otherwise. Yeah, yeah, you're pretty responsible, though. If it was just me and him, like, things would, yeah, things yeah. would get out of hand. <laughs> it's good she's there to keep yeah. us in check. Well, he survived yeah. the World Cup, so that's good so yeah, far. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Survived World Juniors, and then it's all good. And then, yeah, I mean, it's really smooth yeah. sailing from yeah. there. Basically, if he can get to the end of sports season, then what is the end of sports season now? July? Right before football starts again. And then everything starts again. Yeah, yeah there's really no end to sports season anymore. It's, so. it's funny how they've, like, engineered that. How, like, sports yeah. seem to run almost through the summer now. Like, when's the last hockey game? The end of June? Something like that. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, this COVID's awesome. We can stretch these seasons right <laughs> We can right stretch out. everything out. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit ridiculous, isn't it? Economist, any big goals? Uh... Well, I heard somebody told me the other day that they've set one New Year's resolution in the past 20 years, but they kept it. Oh. 20 years ago. No more New Year's resolution. No more New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, sounds cliche. Yeah. Goals, I, I don't, I'm pretty happy, man. We're, we're terrible motivators yeah, on this are. show. I was like, the yeah, like yeah. okay, big oh, goals no. for 23. I'm, I'm going to start one of those first time home buyer savings accounts. Okay, nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, what so, are you going to do with it? 
So same thing as my TFSA. Okay, but this is an interesting question though, because you brought oh, that account up earlier. Yeah. Is for people that are thinking of buying a home in five years, maybe Pretty they good. don't want to be in equity investments, so like, or they don't want to be right. a riskier investment. Yeah, but they can still buy GACs within it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that's still good. Uh, Does that my, mean you're buying GICs in your TFSA? No. <laughs> <laughs> but my plan was to probably just see if I ever bought like a vacation home or something. But then the accountant gave me an idea. I'll just buy a condo at some point and sell it the next. Whatever well, the rules. Yeah. yeah. But by then you'll be paying capital gains on personal property, right? Maybe. You never know. I mean, that does seem like capital gains on personal property will probably come along the woodwork at oh, some point. Do you think so? Go into that because that's just depressing. If they like, they might even change the rate from like the fifty percent that we pay on cap gains now up to seventy-five. That has been talked about. Well, it's been sixty something before, and. It might have been 75 before. Well, and the thing is, is that there's going to be a ton of pressure on them from all the people that are manipulating the government already to not do that. Right, exactly. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's six of one, half of a dozen of another. Did you know that India is going to surpass China in population this in 2023? Cool. They don't have one of those one child only laws. Not yet. No two child only? Uh, China's apparently about to start tipping the scale to a declining population like the yeah. rest of the world. Mm. Yeah. No, it's, it was interesting. I watched uh, – so there's another YouTube podcast that I like called Economics Explained that does like global macro. And he was presenting on there talking about the Indian population. They have a huge, massive – um, population of working working age adults, right? Yeah, which is which is different from the rest of right, the world, yeah. basically. And they're going to have the largest population, the largest working population. So it's it'll be very interesting to see how that goes forward. They've been India has been actively trying to encourage uh, manufacturing and industry to move into the country. So right. yeah, that'll it's, be a twenty twenty three to watch. It's going to be very interesting to see. You know, like I wish I would be around to see the one hundred and fifty year timeline. Because India is the last growing population-wise. Everybody else has generally declining populations. Yeah, but he tall-poured the last ones. I'm tall-pouring mine. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it's just interesting to see, especially, I don't know if you guys have played around with it. I played it. Or, yeah, we were talking about it in the text chain with, like, chat GPT and what can go on there. Right, right. Copywriting and, like, the AI stuff. It's like, at what point... How do you know? How do you know that's not a whole bunch of? Oh my god! Don't be a freaking conspiracy theorist. So, uh, Chat GPT, yes, is a piece of open AI software. Software, and I just briefly went in and casually asked it to write me a business plan, and it wrote me a business plan that, with minor editing, and then me throwing in financials, would one hundred percent have been passable. Right. And I think that's just going to change. I mean, I know nothing. I'm not a technology guy. I know almost nothing about this. But if all of a sudden you don't need to create your own blog post because you can just input it into this AI software and it'll spit them out for you, copywriters go out of business. Like, it's just another technological change, right? Right. And you got to look at it. At some point, are we as a species going to become so efficient that everything else does our work for you and essentially... Nobody actually needs to do any work because well, everything isn't else isn't that like the sci-fi utopia. 
I mean, I don't know if you it's walk utopia. around in a bubble because there's no dystopia? environment. Yeah, because there's no environment. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can't dyst- go outside. Dystopia is that dystopia? I think so. Well, I, I don't know. So. I mean, but, some people would argue, but it it's- is interesting to look at. You know, you can probably handle declining populations for a, a period of time through technological innovation, right? But eventually, do you uh, get to a point? Aging populations. Right, I mean it's probably the same. Aging and declining is probably yeah. semantics. But, yeah, probably but, semantics. But, but the actual problem is aging. Right, right. But you look at it, and there's like, what's that? You know, the rate of technological change that we see now is just really fascinating to see. Like, what what comes next? Like, what other thing gets eliminated? Right. Especially when you start looking back to and. It, it's been the holidays. Probably so accountants. Yeah. I mean, we're all useless, right? <laughs> well, no, but honestly, shouldn't they have been the first thing eliminated? Like, how hard them? is it? Yeah. I, I mean, you, I'm, I'm not, not saying that it does not, I'm not saying it does I, not I actually, take expertise I, to do it. I think it's more of keeping up with all the changes that are. I will argue with you <laughs> that they shouldn't have existed in the first place in terms of tax <laughs> professionals because there's no reason that any of these tax codes should, be should so have been this complicated yeah, right. that you need somebody like me to do the tax work. That's fair. Absolutely. That's good analysis. Like yeah. there's absolutely no reason. And I will say, I don't think you're anywhere close to having software that can deal with like I do cross border taxes that mm-hmm. can deal with figuring out what's going on. Right. Between the two tax codes in the U.S. and Canada. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So I don't think that's close to eliminating me, but I, you're already seeing automatic bookkeeping software. Yeah. Right. Like you just upload like, banking why transactions, does, Why right? does H&R Block still exist? I don't understand. I, don't, I genuinely don't understand why H&R Block still exists. Right. And they're not cheap either. Yeah. No, real expensive. Like if you're going to pay somebody to do your taxes, pay a professional. Don't pay H&R Block. Yeah. Like, <laughs> anyway, before we slander anybody else. Um, oh no, I'm fine with slander. <laughs> the one thing, the one thing about that AI software, which is amazing, uh, and I was chatting with my sister about it over the holidays as well, is that her company has employed it to write blog posts, as you mentioned. But I think it's only fair that there needs to be some form of disclaimer on any document that is published that is, you know, materially generated by an a software. So right? that it's like interesting over you say 80% that. Over 80% or 90% is like, I don't want to read a blog post that's AI generated. There's some value in a human that has written something to me, right? So I've heard from multiple different sources recently that they could see that this goes to like the like artisan model. Yeah. Where like, yeah, you can get mass produced bread, but exactly. this bread was actually baked by, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, an art, yeah. like, and it's yeah. going to suddenly become like, there's going to be that disclaimer. Like this was done by a human. Yeah. This no, was no. actually yeah. done this and should built be. and made by a human. Yeah. Well, you're saying it should be the other way that if it well, should be like, uh, either way, labels, either it way. has to be declared that if it's not a human, either way, yeah. like declare it one way or another, yeah. right? Like this was human. Whatever way or, becomes the standard, you yes. know that if it's yeah. not declared, it's a human, then that yeah. it was AI generated. Because, like. well, I'm just thinking of like writing as a good example because it it is very personal the way certain like you know I'll read authors that write spy novels and some authors I don't like and some authors I do and it's their writing style, right? But if I've got for sure, if you can like. What's stopping these AIs to pump out, you know, easy fiction novels? Because they basically have every, they've read every single one of them, technically. So then they can just produce them. Well, and it's like, it's yeah. it's kind of, anyway, if we're getting off, there, way off There's track a ton of, of stuff it can put out of business. Like the same as if you just have like contract lawyers. Right. Like that 
like I'm not all, not all lawyers will get removed, but like if all you're doing is writing contracts all day, yeah, I'm pretty sure this software is powerful enough that it's yeah. going to be able to just write those contracts for you. Yeah, absolutely. This beer is real hoppy, real hoppy, real hoppy. Like like bitter, bitter. It's yeah. It's What's the super does it have bitter. an IBU on there? No. Okay, so just it's a six point two percent ABV, but. If you're it's still, also batch 10. Yeah, okay. So if you're still out shoveling snow, because apparently it's only people that end up doing over an hour of snow shoveling that listen to our full podcast. Two comments from people saying, I was shoveling snow <laughs> and I didn't want to take my gloves off and stop the podcast. <laughs> so this is for you, snow shovelers. <laughs> I love that somebody accidentally had to listen to us because they were well, shoveling. I don't think we're so bad that, I mean, if we were that bad, they'd take their gloves off. Because yeah. I've taken my gloves off before. But okay, fair enough. Just, just because we're getting court towards overtime here, let's just catch up on where we were. We had a beer in between all that discussion. Yeah, yeah we yeah. had the Castaway Blonde Ale, which was very good. That was the middle beer. That was yeah. the middle beer. That was quite good, yes. The IPA, not a huge fan of. It's a little too bitter without getting the full hop flavor out of it. Yeah, yeah. like, it actually has a pretty good nose. Yeah, the nose isn't the, bad. The but taste the, is bitter. But it's very piney and resinous. I would definitely characterize this as like a west Northwest Nor- yeah. IPA. Oh, so speaking of IPAs, so I texted you from... Port Alberni the other day. Yeah. And have you been to Twin Cities in Port Alberni for no. beer pizza? Okay. So I'm sitting down, I look at the beer menu, right? I'm like, oh, okay, I've had the Swedish Gymnast before. I've had the Lumberjack Porter, whatever the name is of it, right? And I'm like, oh, they've got a couple new ones. They've got, I'm going to have to pull this up because I kind of want to throw them under the bus a little bit here. Cause I <laughs> well, was, I'm on board. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I was, I was very, that. yeah, I was very polite in the restaurant. So now this is my uh, chance to have a platform to, well, there's so, only two and, people left listening that are shoveling snow, so it's fine. Yeah, and they're definitely not in, in the lower mainland because we <laughs> yeah. got rid of all our we snow. We got rid of all our snow, yeah. <laughs> no, but so this is the description, right? It's called Bus Fight. It's a, literally, it says New England style IPA. Okay. Right? So, so it's a NEPA. It's a NEPA. Well, immediately you think NEPA, right? And then below that, they say tasting notes are orange creamsicle, sweet citrus, full bodied, and hazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What are you expecting when you read that? A hazy Nipah. Nipah. Yeah. It was clearer than this. Way clearer than this. It was, oh, wow. Well, it was that's just not hazy water. then. I don't like, so, well, no haziness. Because when they handed it to me, I said, are you sure this is the right beer? Because yeah, I can see. <laughs> I, I haven't even got it to my... There's no haze. And then I'm like, I don't get any citrus. Are you sure this is the right <laughs> beer? Yep, that's the right beer. And then I'm like, taste it. And I'm like, nah, no fruity cream skill. I'm like, are you really sure you poured me the right beer? Yeah. Is this just a lager? Yeah. Or... So Did anyway, it taste like a lager? No, no, it was a it was an IPA oh, okay. for sure. But it was it was uh, it, I swear they poured me the wrong beer because it, it, there was nothing wrong with it. I'm not dissing the right. beer they gave me, but to what it was labeled was yeah. completely wrong. It's like I'm like, I, I think they hooked up the wrong keg and the servers didn't know. This they probably yeah. hooked up the wrong keg. Yeah. The servers didn't know. And they're like, and it's they coming were like, out of that no, keg. It's it's out of that <laughs> tap. So <laughs> I'm like, well, <laughs> your brewer should know because this is anyway. Yeah. Twin Cities is amazing pizza. Yeah, great pizza. And the beer's gr- normally pretty good. The, the the beer, I'm not saying the beer was a bad beer. I'm saying they real screwed up somewhere. In the yeah, so, somewhere along that process, something got lost. Yeah, all right. So um, 2023 beer goals. Get brew again? Yeah, I would well, love to be able to brew again. Oh, I've got a beer for you to taste in the fridge. You may or may not approve. Oh, is that the dark one we made? Yeah, I don't know what happened to it. I mean, it's awesome. It sounds like you will that. not approve. I'm, yeah, I shouldn't say that. Approved. It's fantastic. We'll bring that out for double. Aren't you going to open a brewery? 
You just got a business plan. Yeah. Well, basically, we're waiting for the AI to do everything for so, us. So, uh, <laughs> this is this is the new plan. Oh, yes. Yeah. Do I know about this? Uh, yeah, you do. Oh, okay. So, when the current lease is up at the accounting office, mm-hmm. we're going to buy a building, mm-hmm. and I'm going to have my accounting office above my brewery. And that's my new life goal. When's your lease up? And there's a helicopter pad on the roof. So, it's a 2025 so- goal. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. Okay. And a helicopter pad on the roof. Right. Yeah. So I can so do got, a little we got bit. helicopters of, on the roof. <laughs> little mechanics up there. <laughs> we got the accounting practice in the middle floor. Drop in mechanics. <laughs> drop in mechanics. Yeah. Just fly by. Fly by mechanics. Yeah. You know, Seems pilots, great. pilots can't go have a beer, but your passengers can. Right. I right. mean, for a commuter service, it'd be fantastic. Absolutely. Seems great. Yeah. Let's do it. I had a, I had a, a, an associate a friend from the curling club asked me about leasing one of our helicopters short term for some tourist activities. Right. And it was, it it was a, it was an amazing plan that they had to fly up with their, uh, their significant other and spend an evening at a spa and then jump on this helicopter and have a scenic flight back down Vancouver. I'm like, amazing. And then I kind of did a little, I cut a couple phone calls and I gave him a bit of a ballpark and I was like, yeah, it's going to run you probably around eight grand. He's (laughs) like, Oh, Oh, (laughs) maybe I'll just go heli jet to Vancouver. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Chartering helicopters is real expensive. Yeah. Yeah, Not cheap. Yeah. Mhm. Uh well, here we are. How it's overtime you? now, so. Yeah, what's what's, what's perfect. Your, what's, I dodged all your questions. What's your 2023 goal? Yeah, what are you going to do? I told you. I just admitted I don't make goals. Yeah. Are you going to try actually, to not be sick for one week in 2023? Dude. <laughs> no, no, seriously. Since I had that root canal, all be- all better? I've been 100% since then. Like 100%. Felt better than I have in like 6 months. Nice. Huh? Yeah. Is right. it is because I'm pretty sure that so that was the, the infection of that was the infection messing the up my immune was, system. Yeah. So your 2022 highlight was the root canal. <laughs> you know what? I went to the root canal guys. Yeah. And this guy was good. <laughs> I don't have a lot of experience right. or nor wish it on anybody, yeah. but he was in and out of there and he got in deep and Wait, is the shop called the root canal? Guys? Yes. Well, oh, it's wow. actually that's yes. great. I love that. Yeah. Yes. That like go you know to what? the root don't canal. Be subtle. Guys. Right? Don't just, no, that's what you know we, what do. we do. We do yeah. it well. Yeah. 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 Oh I respect no, that. they've they've got a very good reputation. And the dentist I go to, where uh, are they? Oak Bay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the dentist I go to, she is very good as well, and she's got advanced degrees in like reconstruction, dental reconstruction, all the rest of it. And she's like, I don't even bother doing root canals anymore. These guys are so good. I send all my patients there. Huh. And so fair play because they were very good. It's nice to get referred to somebody that's the root canal guy that's very right. good at his job. But, you know, yeah. you know what's funny. Is do you know what part of our medical system still works? Yeah, Dental. Right. Well, do you know you why? It, do you know it. why it still works? Because they actually make money. Yeah, and you have to pay for it. Yeah. Well, th- so I don't. Did we talk about that in November? I don't think we did, because now it didn't hadn't happened before then. But you know, I don't know what your thoughts are, economists. But we were saying, you know, because both my wife and I have had, you know, and like a root canal is just not going to happen every year. But we're probably all going to have one or maybe two in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. But upping the expected medical spending um, for an aging couple that are into their late 40s, 50s, like say mid 40s on, mm-hmm. I think you got to put a, to put aside like $2,500 a person minimum a year on top of normal spending for whether it's dental or a crown or a bridge or whatever, or, you know, like some additional expenses. I think it's prudent to set well, that aside. Well, it seems like the government's trying to uh, unprivatized dental. Well, yes. I mean, we'll yeah. see what happens yeah. with that. But 
But I mean, oh, I'm just and saying. Then, in then we also won't be able to get a dentist anymore. Correct. So that'll be yeah. great. <laughs> mm. yeah. But but at this point, yeah. Yeah. I, well, it's my personal experience yeah. being now into my... That or uh, double your floss budget. Yeah. yeah. They've been giving me sh- shit about flossing forever. For, so, since <laughs> I was like, born. I'm pretty sure it's a conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> none of the... Flo- none, they never do cavities in between my freaking teeth. Right. Yeah. But never. It's always through the top of the teeth. Uh... This is another one that I'm just going to pull out of. So I, you, you have the news diet that is too heavy on finance. I listen to news that is not finance related. Right. So this is on the healthcare front. They cured a girl, I believe it was somewhere in Europe, who had a rare form of blood cancer. Um, and like you've heard of the CRISPR gene editing. Yeah. That is what they used. Like they literally gene edited. Oh, really? And cured this blood cancer oh cool so like the medical advancements we are making is absolutely astronomical well like did you, I, there was a documentary i watched on that whole CRISPR thing about the like the people that were like doing their own personal gene editing and it's like way out there it's it's definitely maverick science but it's it is pretty cool the potential of all that well and, and like and this is why if we're going to be con- too conservative it should be so we have lots of money for cool medical stuff. For cool, app, <laughs> right? Not, Could not, not agree more. Not regular medical stuff. Not dying medical stuff. Cool medical stuff. Cool, like actually, yeah, like I have a bionic arm now. Yeah, like, absolutely. It might make a difference in our lives. I, yeah. I've always wanted another elbow, half halfway along my forearm. Oh, reaching into stuff. How oh, much easier would that be, dude? And and I mean, if it could go three sixty. My job would be so much easier. Yeah, I could see that. There are so many places in helicopter that I can use my two joints, which are very good joints, but one more. Oh, oh, and I want high torque fingers. <laughs> I want to be able to twist on a freaking nut to like 100 inch pounds just with my fingers. That would be yeah. nice. And please explain to me the science of how you can spin a nut onto something with your fingers and then literally five minutes later... No chance of undoing it. Like, no chance whatsoever. I mean, yeah, I it, the only thing I can think of is it's a thermal thing where, you're like, it, you, it's hot, it's expanded because you were holding it and touching it, and now it's cooled down. But there's no way. It's like steel. Steel hasn't been infected by your hands for expansion. But have you experienced that? Yeah, of course. It's right? the worst. It's like, how did this happen? That's why I make you screw things on. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, it could be something like, like, I don't know what it was. I was putting, like, you know, like, the big, huge trailer hitch nut on. And you just like spin it on by hand, and you're like, oh, that's the wrong trailer hitch. So you go over there, and you're like, how is this now seized on here? Yeah, how, every time. <laughs> the trailer hitch one blows me away every time. Every time I try and switch out. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, why, why, is, why is the two-inch ball now seized onto this trailer hitch? I just put it on. Yeah, I know. Anyway, those are mysteries we shall never solve. This, hey. These are the kind of mysteries we figure out in overtime. This is a freaking highlight for the end of 2022. What's that? You got a new phone? I'm into new generation phones. That's probably from like, what, seven years ago? I don't know. When did the iPhone 8 come out? Oh, I genuinely don't know. (laughs) Probably about seven years ago, at least. Is that? That might be newer than mine, is it? No. No. What do you have? I don't know. I might have an 8 or a 9. That looks very... No. Oh, you've got... Still got... Oh, no. Well, you're not going to work on mine. I think it's an 8. See, they, they went all big and obnoxious. Yeah. Do you know what this is? As a cellular telephone. <laughs> <laughs> He's so helpful. No, I moved into the. I moved up from five to eight. Oh, nice. Yeah, you're well above me then. Oh, what are you? Seven or something? I don't know. Oh, right. Well, this. Do you know is what? Good. 
number one thing that I should have bought myself years ago that I got for Christmas this year. What's that? These fucking things are brilliant. Oh, wireless headphones? The AirPods. Yeah. Mm. They're amazing. So did you specifically request the AirPods? Yeah. Oh, this this brings me to my rant that I forgot to rant about earlier. Okay, perfect. Can't wait. Before we get there with the wireless headphones is I won some in the Bonspiel that we went to. They're they're super cheapy, but I was using them for the first time today listening to podcasts. I'm like, this is awesome to not have the cable. Is that what you like about it? No. well, you can no, use those as a phone too, can't you? Yeah, and that's that'd be nice. And no cable with the kid is huge, but mm-hmm. also now because they're Bluetooth, I can gen like if I sit my phone on the table in the middle of the house, I can just wander around the house with the headphones in, and I don't even have to have my phone on me. Yeah. Right. So it's so convenient. <laughs> it's the end of 2022, and it's like we just discovered this technology. Yeah, I mean, everyone else <laughs> is like, "Hey, idiots! This has been going on for years." Yeah, okay. but the thing about those people is. Uh, their paycheck to paycheck and they're not they're not listening to this show yeah no uh so my rant was um i generally didn't do any christmas shopping i made some gifts like there was a bit of a pact finally between the adults the immediate adults in the family that children would get some things you know right some consumer goods and then adults weren't really gonna get oh i made a really cool um it was a black walnut cheese slicing board like oh, a nice. wire slicing yeah. board yeah, yeah, yeah. I made that for my sister and my mom's been wanting a raw edge piece of wood for in her living room so i got a piece and and treated that and did that up first so that was kind of the, the end of it and marlene the wife makes soap so uh gave some of that but anyway we're becoming less and less anonymous all I the know. time as we <laughs> well, drop names i dropped your name earlier <laughs> oh did you yeah that's fine yeah <laughs> um no so now he works for himself yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. now i work for myself so i really don't care yeah he wasn't yeah. for yeah. no so the, so I didn't really have much experience with what was going on out in the retail world, right. except every time I drove by the mall, I'm like, what the hell is going on there? <laughs> People are still going to malls. Are they giving money away? Right? No, the government is. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so Is that your... Wait, you have two rents. <laughs> <laughs> so we're over on the continent in Ladner, which is just south of Vancouver, and we need to catch the ferry to come back to the island on... Of course, Boxing Day of all Lovely. days, yeah, right? Great. And you guys know where the Twasson Mills Mall is? Oh, that ridiculous monstrosity. Yeah. They, yeah. they took like 50 acres of land and decided to put big box stores on it. Or like all fancy big box stores on it, right? And I've driven by this mall for the last four years. And it's literally vacant. Like right. Nobody's there, right? There might, like maybe 10% of the parking lot's full at yeah. any one time, right? So you're like, whatever, and there's like a highway that goes by it, and then there's some main roads around the outside, so you're like, whatever, right? And so I'm leaving my mother's house, and we've got a ferry reservation. She says, oh, I've heard there's a bit of traffic around Tuasa Mills. I'm like, oh, okay, well, we've got a little extra time, we fine. I can't even get within four kilometers of the place, and it's gridlock. <laughs> no, seriously, like gridlock. Yeah. So I had to circle back and go through like farm roads. Right. To get to the ferry on time when we had 45 minutes to spare. Yeah. And when we finally got closer to the mall and looked, I'm like, like, WTF? What is going on? Clearly, nobody gives a shit. They're just out spending money. Right. I I just don't understand. Like, what the hell could you possibly need? Are you not sick of buying and spending for the month of December anyway? (laughs) Exactly. And then you're going to go sit in traffic? Like, there was a line of cars in the mall that couldn't get out. There was a Toyota, or sorry, a Honda Accord 
buried up to its axles in the grass between the parking lot and the main road because oh, they wow. was like, I'm done, I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> they tried to hightail <laughs> it up the middle and they just got stuck, like stuck. The people standing around going, oh, what next? <laughs> it was just like, I don't know. I, I guess this is an anti-consumerism rant, right? Because right. I just don't get it. I It just blows my mind. And considering the potential of the difficulty in 2023 with the amount of indebtedness that everybody has in Canada and the rising rates and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, what? What's Last hurrah, man. Last hurrah. What's going on? But that's, the shoe has not yet dropped, right? Ugh, it drives me crazy. It it just hasn't. Yeah. It. I don't, I can't explain it. Mm. But everybody is still out there being like, oh, it's all fine. I know, right? That's what it feels. It's like, I'm like, it's like, pandemic just ended and the malls just reopened and it was like we've been saving money for a year let's go spend some money right it's like well no you've been spending money for the last year and a half and your debt's getting more expensive so why are you still spending but that's one that is an interesting one so i had a couple friends that were just over in europe um for the holidays traveling and they were saying almost everybody that they ran into over there was like well I didn't spend any money during the pandemic and I had a bunch of savings. Right. So like, this is my, I haven't been out of the house in two years. I don't care how expensive it's gotten. I'm going traveling. And they were saying. Fair. Yeah. And they were saying like, if you think we have inflation here, it's like $28 for an entree at an average restaurant now anywhere in Europe. Like it's ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. But there's a difference, right? Between. Paying for experiences. We've talked about that lots, right? You're going to spend your money to go on Right, but I mean, you're, we're just talking about different people that yeah, okay, were fair, stuck fair. inside and had money. And instead yeah, of paying yeah, for guess. experiences, yeah. they're buying garbage from Lee's Garbage Emporium. <laughs> <laughs> that is a store there, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, it's, oh, so it, uh, thinking of that, this is definitely a segue off that. But um, a lot of the stores in those higher end malls are fast fashion. Right? Right. Of course. And I heard a... Now, fast fashion is fashion that you buy and then it falls apart on you? Almost immediately, yeah. 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 No. Fast or fashion, it's out of style. It's out right. of style. Like, yeah. they've made, like, eight seasons now. Right. you got to have pre-winter, winter, post-winter, pre-spring. Like, I don't know. But that's what they do. I have eight t-shirts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but fashion is, fashion is a massive, massive global industry. Yeah, absolutely. And part of the problem with that is, and this is again off a of YouTube that I watched, there's a, the equivalent, what, I can't remember what it was, but it's the equivalent of like a dump truck full of clothes being burned every second yeah, in the world. That's not good. No. Right? So yeah. major fashion labels are now starting spin-off brands, like their own brand yeah. of uh, reuse, re-sew, resell um, clothes. Okay. Which is like it's obviously that, that good. good. It's a good yeah. idea. But, sounds better than the burning. But you gotta wonder how much of that is gonna be greenwashed. Right. With oh, like of you know what I mean? Like it is. hey, we're I'm just picking a name, this is no slight at yeah. guest jeans or whatever, but like, oh we're gonna we're gonna sell reused jeans now or patched up jeans, which is great. Like, because half the ones they sell are ripped open anyway. I don't get that. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you bought ripped jeans? (laughs) I mean, I have definitely nobody to speak on fashion, but I thought it was interesting that a massive industry like that recognizes that there's value to their customer base to offer, you know, and repurpose stuff. Because if it's a fashion that's out of style a year later, which is probably out of style six months later, 
like repurpose it or do something else with it. Yeah. Build it into the next thing, right? You so mean it's, it's the same hear. t-shirt and jeans that I've been wearing for 30 plus years is not how, a not how in does style that anymore? ever go out of style? Doesn't right? It doesn't. It's timeless. Right? Exactly. There we go. Yeah. Well, we don't get into the wardrobe discussion. Yeah, it is. It it absolutely blows my mind. A bunch of those industries where you're like, there's actually no purpose to you existing. Like, right. and I will spend money. Like, I have some very nice, expensive, like rain jackets, or you know, they, like if they serve a purpose, like something that yeah. is very hiking boots, save your feet, whatever it is. Like, there's a bunch of stuff that I have that falls into those veins. Oh, you know what? And I perpetuated inflation. You did? What'd you do? Well, you saved the 9% beer to overpour me? Ooh, this is going to be nasty. That's 9%? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell well, me what this is. It's this du, is... du Hornby à Tournay. Yeah. Uh, it must be a Belgian. Oh, it looks like I'm not driving home. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Murphy beds for everyone. Uh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I totally interrupted you there. Um, well, I don't even remember what I was going to say. Oh, I was just so going gonna... to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say nobody... Not nobody, because everybody in this community does it, but it absolutely blows my mind the amount of people that do not consider the value proposition. Right, right. So there, there's a group of college kids that lives in the house next to mine. It's a rental house. They all live there. And it blows my mind the amount of delivery food that gets delivered to that house. Right. I'm like, when I was in college, I was poor. And like, you're all complaining about rent and you complain about how everything, and yet there's McDonald's, like, there's a McDonald's six blocks from my house. It's walkable. Like, it's literally walkable. You could walk there in 10 to 15 minutes, but instead you order it, get it 30 minutes later cold, and you paid like $10 for a delivery. Like, who? Not not only that, but paying for McDonald's instead of making it themselves. Well, that's a that's a whole nother one, right? A lot of like, if learn how to make a good grilled cheese sandwich, and that will satisfy your fast food craving, right? Well, and a for lot a dollar, of these, <laughs> a lot of these value propositions, you see people and they're like, "Well, I bought seventeen of these shirts for ten dollars." I'm like, "Well, that's still a hundred and seventy bucks. Like, why didn't you just buy a quality one that'll last you for a long time yeah. for a hundred, and you're better off, and you have nicer shit? Like, how are people not doing the value proposition on what you are doing, right?" How are you no, that absolutely. blind? Like, it makes no sense to me. Yeah. yeah. No, the, the whole takeout thing is just, it's bizarre. But the whole not shopping for value thing is also bizarre. That I think that's my number one piss off on, because a lot of people have a very good case for life's really expensive and it's hard and, yeah. you know, think times are tough. Okay. A lot of people have a good case for it. And a lot of people don't. Yeah. Right. A I, lot of people, it's agreed. like, you're a starving college student. And you expect to live like me. Right. I've been where you were, put in the time, worked a job, increased my salary, built my assets. You don't just magically get to turn 20 and get to live my lifestyle. YOLO, buddy. YOLO. Oh, it pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I actually have a nugget of useful information. Oh. Oh, good thing we saved that till now. I know. Well, <laughs> yeah, why are we waiting for overtime for useful information? Hey, sometimes I don't make show notes, <laughs> pre-notes. Neither do we. They just come up. Um, did you know, because the economist brought up GICs earlier, and you can buy a GIC, you can buy almost any GIC, well, I shouldn't say any, but you can buy a lot of the offered GICs in Canada through Quest Trade. Right. Did you guys know that? 
I did know that. I don't know how it works, though. Well, it was interesting because I was chatting with my mother and we were talking about how to deploy a few dollars that are um, in a registered account because you don't want to move the registered right. account out of the brokerage. Yeah. Right. Right? So it's like, well, we don't, pain. we don't want to go through the pain of trying to move some registered money and reinvest it somewhere else because you're like, oh, you know, she's okay with getting 5% at EQ Bank. Right. For you know a one year, and we'll do a little ladder with GICs, right? She's in, that's appropriate yeah. for her risk tolerance. So, yeah, I was like, well, that money's at Questrade. Hmm. Obviously, they're a brokerage, so you can go in online and move into the um, fixed income section, right? And it's you're not able to trade it as you are, or buy and sell it as you were like an equity or an ETF. Or even the bonds, you can't either. But you go in there, and you can click on their offering, and they offer basically most of the banks, and they offer most of the corporate and government bonds and provincial bonds that are available. Right. And so it, it's pretty actually easy to read. They just do a nice sort of PDF, simple. You can go through there, and I found that the very same EQ ETF that we were, or sorry, EQ GIC that we were looking at, and all you do is pick up the phone during business hours. Yeah, you're going to wait on hold a little bit. But you can deploy that money into a GIC should you choose right, okay. that path. So. Or a bond. Or a bond. Yeah, if you wanted to buy can a get provincial a bond. bond. Yeah. Yeah. yeah got can I get high risk corporate paper, please? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. They, I mean, they have what's available. Well, most yeah. of what's available in Canada. So yeah, yeah, there's some there's I mean, we don't really have that much junk bondy stuff in Canada, but you can definitely get the corporate bonds in there. And I think it's just it's interesting that so, we from from like let's look at from where we were at the beginning of twenty two, yeah. we would never have discussed bonds or GICs. Right. To here we are going, well, five it was five point one five. This was a month ago, so who knows? It may even squeeze out another quarter percent by the uh, BOC, right? So yeah. you know, some people for like you said, a risk free rate. Uh, that would be a good place to put your tax-free savings money, right? If you were going to buy fixed income, would that be tax advantage in there? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because interest is taxed as income, basically. As income, yeah. 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 There's no tax advantages yeah. to interest at all. So after you helped your mom, did you get yourself some uh, freshy corporate bond? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like that might be a junk bond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't looked at any of that stuff recently. You know, I think actually... It, it maybe it's helped me or hindered me. I'm not really sure. Is that before when I worked, when I worked out of town, I had long periods of time where I could use the internet. Right. And I didn't have any other stimulation. So, <laughs> so I could read a lot. And now I'm in a different work situation where I don't use my computer at all. And when I'm at home, I don't want to sit by the computer. Right. So it's very easy to lose touch with you know, the very micro part of what's going on with yeah, investing and all the rest of it. And I'm just happy that, you know, having you guys around and also we talk so much about getting, you know, kind of set up at the beginning and then yeah. you just like let it it's ride. It's on autopilot now, right? You well, just that, let it ride. Yeah. I find I'm just too busy now that like every dollar I have, if I'm investing in it, it just goes into ETFs because I don't have the time to like, yeah. yeah, I don't have the time to research stocks and look at finance. Like there's just no time. There's no oh. way. Yeah, thanks for getting me into options, jerk. <laughs> yeah, you kind of got to be on the ball on that one. That account is suffering. That's going to be a Yeah, well, I mean, is if, that you're, the low if light you're of 2020, if, that's the low light for if, sure. If you're making bullish option plays during a major yeah. downturn, it's <laughs> not going to go well. Yeah, so it's like, well, good thing that's only. 
Don't ask me how many shares of Carnival I own. Yeah. Cruise ships will never go away. No, that's I'm. They will I'm never. Still go fine away. with the bet. It's just turning into a longer term. Oh, there's some like. serious long term bets now. I, I mean, we don't even want to get. Oh, so actually, this is a question I was going to ask. It's, it's way too late. We should have done this in the November podcast. But from an accounting point of view, um, you know, you hear people talk about tax loss harvesting. Yeah, they got a day. Oh no, it's they, Saturday it's too late. It's, yeah, too late. No, the market's <laughs> closed. So, it is Friday evening. Yeah, totally irrevel- irrelevant. But yeah, yeah, I didn't do any. I probably should have. But I don't really have a ton. I mean, it only offsets your capital gains, right? Yeah. So it wouldn't have offset any of my interest income from rental. No, or it, it can offset other income. It can only offset capital gains. Does it offset future capital gains? Yeah, you can carry it forward. Five years or? You can carry it forward or you can carry it back as well. Oh, yeah. So you can go back yeah, three yeah. years forward 20. Okay. This is a gigantic beer. Yeah, it's. I like it. I think it's the best. I actually think it is the best, but it is heavy. Oh. <sighs> Dude, it's, and I'm not kidding. It's I am like not a, driving home now. I had a. It's a Belgian buck. double or something. Right? I had an ice buck yesterday. Oh, oh did yeah? you? Yeah, Herminator. I haven't had one. Of, oh, I haven't had a Herminator in a while. Oh. Well, the curling club didn't bring it in this year, so mm. so there was no picture of Herminator to be had. <laughs> picture of Herminator used to be savage. <laughs> yeah. So we so we we drove thousands of kilometers. Well, hundreds anyway. Many yeah. many hundreds to go curling. Right. And. To Valmont, which is a gorgeous little town in yeah, north, nice. north northeastern BC, and they just ha- it's a private bar set up, right? I so don't they- think is it north? It's like halfway Central. up. Is that north? Yeah. Wow, we got a big freaking province. I know. Anything, and anything above it, but anything it's still not <laughs> yeah. north. Yeah, there's nothing above it, but it's still in the middle of the province. <laughs> I think you still have to go north to get to Edmonton from there, but <laughs> yeah, probably true. Yeah, but anyway, it's north from our point of view, yeah. and they had extra old stock cans in nice. the fridge. Ooh. You boys ever drank that? It's One been time, a while. I think. Oh, I I overindulged right. in my high schoolish days. I can't even smell that. Like you know, everyone has that boo story have, that they can't touch it. No, that's, they used know, to have them in bottles, right? Oh yeah, they yeah. were the stubbies. That, yeah, no, no, big bottles. Oh, like forties? Yeah, yeah, they did. They used yeah. to have extra old stock. Well, because it's malt. For, it's uh, the Edward Edward Scissor hands. Yeah, it's malt yeah. liquor. It's yeah. not beer. No, no it's, it's malt liquor. liquor. Yeah. yeah, it's like oh, nasty. Yeah. But it, it yeah. was freaking popular up there. Oh man, like, do you guys remember like the Wildcats and the Lucky Force Eights? Yes. Well, like what was the what? what? Lucky, lucky Force Eights, eight? the eight percent luckies. No. Yeah. Oh, I never, never had a one. Lucky Force Eight. Wow. No. We're doing a Lucky Force, force Eight show for sure. No, we're definitely not. <laughs> yeah, doing we that. are. Yeah, Lucky <laughs> Force need... Eights were punishing. Okay, well, that for our ten listeners that we have, I'm curious to see if anybody's had that because we get we're interprovincial here. But yeah. no, I remember like all that came out. What was it? The Molson Ice and the Molson Triple X. Yep. And then did Labat have it? Labat had something too, didn't they? I can't remember what it's called. I'm sure they did. And then I the Wildcat came out, and yeah, Wildcat. Do you remember I don't the know. Molson Cold Shots too? <laughs> that was I was that, that was, was later. Yeah, that was a little later where I was like, <sighs> yeah, I'm not doing that. Eight pack of 250 mil cans with a target on the bottom for shotgunning. <laughs> <laughs> Was that for the people that couldn't quite shotgun a whole? I think that's what it can? was for. Yeah. yeah, I'm also amazed that like they got away with that for years. Right, like you could go buy a freaking pack of Molson cold shots that were clearly only designed for you to shotgun that beer. Uh, yeah. Let people do well, what they want. Shotgunning's not illegal. Yeah. Well, I know. I mean, 
basic. Yeah. I guess. I guess the reason I'm saying the only reason way they got away with it is because clearly it was only teenagers that were drinking. Well, of course, that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, but yeah. but I mean, if you're gonna sell a forty ounce bottle of um, malt liquor, malt liquor, we're like extra old stock or whatever. That technically has more booze in it than four cold shots. Oh, absolutely! Right? Yeah. It's like, do you guys want to? So this is a this is a little fun challenge idea for any listeners out there. Ooh! Ooh. Um, did you guys remember the? Get your pencil and paper. The the forties <laughs> of old English malt liquor. Oh God! Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I thought you you told find, me about this one. Find your local nine hole par three really <laughs> crappy golf course. And get four bodies mm. to make a foursome. Right. And whoever does the worst has to drink the 40 of four OE that's been sitting in the front of the car the whole time you played. <laughs> so it's warm. Right. And it's terrible. That sounds like. You'll never have a group of people who are awful at golf trying so hard <laughs> at golf. Like you're on stroke 15 of hole one and you're like, it could still count for the end of the round. Like I have to keep going. All your friends need to be b- below twenty-five yeah, you years need, old. You need, yeah. and, you, and you need to be all equally bad at golf. Right. Hey, so this is episode eighty. Hey. So we've got twenty episodes before we do the, uh, uh, the Century Club. Yeah. Oh, we're doing the Century Club episode. I right? know, but okay. twenty episodes. Might do you think take we'll us hit that years. in twenty twenty-three? <laughs> no. Well, we might. Depends we might. what kind of level of commitment you yeah. have. I got a lot more time in my life now. <laughs> no, I don't. That's a lie. <laughs> I have a newborn. I do have a goal for 2023. That's remain oh, yeah. remain employed. Oh, you're going to stick employed, with it? Well, not employed, but remain working for as long as possible. The whole year? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's aggressive. It is. I mean, plans change. Right. Let's, let's be honest here. Plans will change. It's just a change. goal. It's just a goal. <laughs> it's just a goal. I just want to throw something not out there. Not a sentence. For the... Inv- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, it's um well no seriously because with mortgage refinance and everything else and and I mean I wouldn't even it's funny because I mean oh 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 speaking of real estate we didn't really touch much on real estate in this show. Wow. Have you seen the news videos of all the people that bought the pre-sales from Paradise Development in Ontario? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're not happy. <laughs> They're real unhappy. <laughs> yeah. But I'm I sh- this is just Going from third-party information, I have no opinion on this, just from people's tweets about it and stuff. But right. basically, there's a part-time Uber driver that bought a $2 million pre-sale. Plus 90K in upgrades. Yeah, that's right. So you know the story. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so no names mentioned, but so account, you're the real estate guy on the show. Thoughts? You, you wanted to rant this show. Sure. So you mean... <laughs> You mean we're just bringing to light the fact that there's been extreme amounts of mortgage fraud in this country for yeah. the past well, multiple years? Mortgage fraud and like unmitigated greed in the real estate industry. Like, if I as soon as if I can close that, I'm going to make at least a yeah. hundred grand or more, right? Yeah. Like, oh, it's that. Do you remember a long time ago? I said, if it doesn't pay you or cash flow, it's speculation. It's, it's speculation and it's not an investment. Well, yeah. all of these people that were investing quote unquote in real estate yeah. we're not investing they were speculating yeah. and there's a whole bunch of people with their pants down that are crying poor to the government oh how could you do this to me or well, to paradise developments or to paradise developments or whatever the hell <laughs> they had the, the contract was on the table right you signed it yeah there was like no proverbial gun to your head like you know i don't I, know i mean I, we're gonna have a we're gonna have our own opinion on this but don't if if the government no, the government will not step in. I really hope they don't. So the only people that I feel for right now 
legitimately is the people who listened to the Bank of Canada and were told that rates would be low for a long time. Yeah. And they went to buy a home for them to actually live in. Yes. And they're now fucked. Right. And, that, and that, that, that to me is an absolute failure of our government. Yes. And I feel absolutely terrible for those people. And I wish we could come out with a... Also, if this is your principal residence, this is your mortgage rate. And if it's not, this is your mortgage rate. Also, what the fuck? Seriously, the head of the Bank of Canada is making predictions? Right. Yes, a- absolutely. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You, you should be slapped across the face. You should go to jail. I don't know yeah. what else you should happen right? to you. But like, and there's another unacceptable. level. Absolutely unacceptable. And the other level of that, too, is that all those first-time buyers that bought the home for their family were... Sold or not sold into were um, encouraged to take out variable rate mortgages so they could afford the home that they wanted they and now they're getting stretched. screwed. Yeah. You know, so exactly. it's like there's a lot of levels that got really messed up there. Mm-hmm. And I 100% agree with you. Those first time buyers, the hardworking people that generally wanted a house to live in with their family are getting screwed and it's horrible. And it's horrible. But, but I, I the, have the sob story of, of in speculators and investors that are getting their asses handed to them. Hey, if you, you bro- play the game, if you, bu- you, if you bought a pre-sale and now you're underwater, like, I don't care. Tough luck. No. Yeah, it's, I mean, unless you fall into the category yeah. we just talked about. But but that's the problem, right? Is it, The problem is, is of course, it's going to be our media because, you know, we know people that did buy a pre-sale. With full intention of making it their primary residence, but they they will not qualify for mortgage now. Yep. So what do they do? They're losing. They're going to get sued. They're going to get sued for not closing. Right. And they'll lose their entire deposit. deposit. Yeah. Yeah. Which is terrible. Yeah. That's awful. It's awful. But, you know, but this is the problem is those legitimate stories are getting mixed into the bag of speculators and do, do you know what the other one to... that really rubs me the wrong way is I saw a story on this the other day where people were absolutely kiboshing a builder right. because this had happened and the project was going to complete and all of the houses were worth significantly less let's say the flip is true and you bought that pre-sale from the builder and it's now worth $800,000 more which has been true for the past 7 yeah. 20 years. The builder was financing its build by selling it and giving up the upside and protecting its downside. You don't get to cry about the builder being shitty because they did literally what they were supposed to do and protected their downside and said, I'm going to sell at this price because this is where I know I can make a profit. And it's going to be and this two is years a reasonable later. You profit get it and it's two, two years later yeah. and you get all the upside, but you take the downside risk. Yeah, yeah. totally. How can you get mad at a builder? Like, they're literally, they said, hey, I'm trying to hedge this project. Yeah. Would you like to take on the hedge? And then you took on the hedge, and now you're crying to them that you took on the hedge? It's not their fault. Right. But Okay, see, but you just explained that very well, and that's the problem, is too many people were just too greedy and didn't understand the bigger picture. You mean, wait, in real estate prices can go down too? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the bombshell that ends 2022. Pretty much. Yeah. That I is mean, literally the bombshell of 2022. Mm-hmm. The, and the, oh, shit. Real estate well, can go down. It hasn't happened in 20 years. No. No, it right. hasn't. It hasn't. Oh, like I'm listening yeah. to, like, I listen to the Looney Hour, which is awesome because Steve's on there as a uh, real estate guy that 
brings the numbers and talks about them. I've been following uh, Ron Butler, the mortgage guy on Twitter. Ron Butler's great. He's good. He's he good, does isn't he? A he lot does of some really good threads stuff. on that yeah. stuff. And yeah. yeah, he's like he's talking about GTA home sales are the lowest they've been since the worst of the nineties. Like it's Oh yeah, I mean we out there. here's the fact is that we haven't even started to feel a no. fraction of the pain no. that's coming. No. And the sad part about all of this as well as just the continual failment fail year of yeah. the Canadian government is that if a whole bunch of people lose their houses, it's not okay. So now I've lost my house. I can't afford a new one. I need to rent. Rent isn't going down and the rent isn't going in the same way that in the crash in 2008 in the States, rental prices did not go down because there was just a whole bunch of vacant houses that were going through the courts. Right. That were being Rental sold. Rental prices eventually go down, but not. Eventually, but it's, we're not, there's yeah. not relief in sight for no, these people. Like exactly. the government set up a situation where they fucked over a huge po- portion of the population. And what, you've got the NDP advertising that one of their biggest wins of the year was sending $500 to renters. Please tell me if you're a renter, what the fuck $500 does for you. <laughs> yeah. A one-time, one-time payment. One-time. Like, Oh my God, that's embarrassing that you're advertising that as something good you did. Like, grow up. Yeah. Learn how the world works. That you, If you had wanted to do something good, you should have taken all of the money that you paid out to those people in $500 payments and built social housing. Right. With services. With actual services. Yeah. How are you so stupid? No, it's incredible. Well, I was going to turn off the mic, but it's just getting good. <laughs> See? As soon as the account hits the 9% beers. 9% yeah. beers, and I get really mad. He hits the stride. But, uh, I mean, it's not today's government either. I mean, it is back to the 50s, No, and, right? and don't like, – I don't want anybody to come out because yeah. I get a lot of flack because I'm always ragging on the government. But, listen, they've all been useless. Harper was useless. Trudeau's useless. His father was useless. <laughs> listen, none of them have done a good job in – fucking decades <laughs> and it's not it's not complex right. you look at listen there's a very famous saying and it says you show me the rewards and i'll tell you what actions are going to happen mm. we have built a reward system in this country yep. that perpetuates the top end of people getting rich and the yep. rest getting fucked yep. that is the entire system is built for that Absolutely. and if you think otherwise and you think all of the payments that went out on COVID, do you know where they are right now? Every COVID payment that went out, they're they're not helping those poor people. They're in the pockets of rich people. Yep. They funnel right. all that money up. Yep. The entire system is slanted and built so that the ball rolls downhill to the guy waiting there with a bag collecting it. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Right. Now you gotta get a bag. <laughs> yeah, you have to get a bag. <laughs> Buy assets. That's yeah. the, that's the uh, right. lesson there is own assets. Own assets. Yeah. yeah, but so interesting. Like this is along the same lines as what you're talking about. Is I was reading about what's going on in California right now, and they went from a hundred billion surplus mm-hmm. in their budget to I can't remember what it was. I'm just spitballing now, but it was like a negative twenty billion deficit. Okay, in a year. Okay. That's some pretty big spending for yeah. a state that's, yeah. that is now almost equal to the GDP of Germany, by the right. way, which is crazy. Um, but they're, they did a little bit of analysis of where their taxes come from. 
And of course, there's a lot of wealthy people in California. So the top 1% of the uh, earners, it's not W2 or, you know, like um, working income that pays the majority of the taxes. The majority of taxes comes from assets, of course, business and all the rest of it. And all those people are going, well, you're wasting our money. You're doing a poor stewardship of the the state's finances. So we're going to leave. So that state, that pop, the population really doesn't decline significantly, but its tax base sure declines significantly. So you start running into this kind of problem. But like, are well, they you're... really going to leave it sunny? I, yeah, like, the, I they're, know. They're but sunny and 60 all year. But but you're yeah, forgetting but... like the tech exodus already yeah. happened out of California moving to Texas where there yes, is right. no state yes, tax. exactly. That's right. what I'm talking about. Like right? they're, like, that's, there's, so it's, what I, okay. What, what I'm was trying, your point? Yeah. My, the point that I'm trying to make is that what the accountant was saying, like his rants about the government, they're, they're, they're good rants, but people in the same things happening in Canada. My point is people will leave mm-hmm. when the money is mismanaged at a governmental level or bank of Canada level. Screw you. I'm just yeah. going to go. I'm wealthy enough to go live somewhere else. Right. When, well, and when you're not. The, and that's that's leaves, the big right? problem yeah. because that is the big tax base. Yeah. Well, and the problem is, is that when you're no longer getting services for what you're paying, right. you start sitting there and going, why am I paying this? Yes. And then the other one that we have that is also a bad situation to be in is everybody says tax the rich. And I get it. You should have pay a reasonable tax rate. But there's also I need to incentivize you to have economic output. Right. And yes. if I take away – so if I start taxing somebody at 60 cents on the dollar – at anything over, let's call it something stupidly low, like anything over eighty k, you get, lose sixty cents on the dollar. It depresses N- your, your output. nobody yeah. wants to work. Like they're going to make their eighty k, and then they're going to be like, "I'm not losing sixty cents on the dollar. Yeah. I'm out." But but do you think at a million, they also say I'm out, or do you think at a million that it's not the money anymore is the game, and it doesn't matter the tax? Absolutely, rate. there's there's a, so. there's a level you get to with that, but we've also got to a place in the country where. We've the it's no longer incentivized to be a small business. Like they they talk about the small business is the backbone of our economy. We completely ignore it. We beat people up. We have a bunch of red tape. GDP is it? All the important part. Like I'm I'm not (laughs) I'm not going to talk about GDP, but like we actually talk about. So in Greater Victoria, there's what three WalMarts? Yeah. So. Take away the Walmarts. Let's say each Walmart makes $750,000 a year. That's probably a low low ball, but we'll say $750,000. And let's say, let's say the manager of the Walmart makes two hundred and fifty dollars like the head, head of each store. Instead of them being the head of the store, say they're the owners and it's not a Walmart. It's just a store. Yeah. So now you've just increased them by $500,000 a year in income. So if they lose half of that income to tax, there's an extra $750,000 across the three stores into the economy. Mm -hmm. Plus, guess what every single one of those people that actually lives here is actually a part of the community is going to do? They're going to spend spend all of that money here locally in the community. Yeah. But we've created a system where big businesses can easily just come in and bully people out. And put everybody that's small out of business. And all of a sudden you're like, well, all we've got left is like Loblaws and Walmart and Costco. And like, 
Capital Iron just closed down. That, for those of you that don't live in Victoria, it was one of our last, like, department stores that was locally owned. Right. And, okay, well, like, so now you don't have any wealthy small business owners. Like, I want a whole bunch of people in this city that are making a million bucks a year as successful small business owners. Right. Because they're going to go out and they're going to spend all of that money in the local economy. Yeah. Whereas... The Walmarts, all of that money's going to the Waltons and God knows where. So how much money did you spend at Walmart in 2022? Zero dollars. Congratulations. No, Actually, no. That's that's a lie. I think I spent like, there was a time where I needed baby formula and that was the only place that had it in stock. Right. So I did spend money there. I have a Walmart confession to make. Oh, no. I, th- <laughs> I think I was about 100 bucks for 2022, which is too much. So that's the tw- 2023 goals is zero, zero Walmart dollars. I, okay, so here's my confession. Here's my Walmart, Walmart confession. So there's a new Walmart. This Walmart. There's a, okay. <laughs> I, was, I was fundamentally opposed to Walmart forever because of how they moved into small towns. And I overheard what you said while I was walking around. Right. Doing Nobody pers- knew business. you weren't here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, however, here we are on the cusp of 2023. Or, Happy New Year, because it is 23 for you listeners. But there was a new one that opened right down the road. Yeah, Couldn't be closer. No. Like, less than five minutes. It's as close as the closest grocery store. Now... With everything in mind, yeah. and the cost of things, and we won't mention the I word, but I'm like, it would be inflation, inflation, yeah. <laughs> inflation. <laughs> it would be remiss to not shop for the best local deal within my area. Like, right. and that was the reason I never went because I'm not driving yeah. a long way. I'm not going into a ridiculous parking lot. The convenience level of it went way, way up. Right. Right, and that they have like th- that all the stores have now basically where you can order, pull in, somebody wheels it out to you. It's yeah. like this is about this is utopia right here. It's <laughs> like I don't even need to go in the store. I just yeah. pull up, and the best part is I live so close. I call from home and tell them I'm in the parking spot, <laughs> so they're actually there when I get there, yeah. not you get there and call them, <laughs> yeah. and then it's like, oh, twenty minutes later. Yeah. Anyway, so there's a few things that I have found. And like today is a good example. Mm-hmm. Part of my confession was. Oh, no. <laughs> so this is actually a funny story. <laughs> chicken broth. We use the one liter Tetra packs of chicken broth. Yeah. My wife's an amazing cook. It goes in Thai food. It goes in soups. We use it, right? But I shop for it because now our local store, it's up to like four bucks. Right. The organic stuff's like six ninety nine for a liter of chicken broth. I should just start Chick, we should have chickens. Anyway, that's another that's another story. But so, but your local store is also a massive conglomerate, so it's yeah, not yeah. like you're shopping local. No, anyway. no, exactly. I'm going to a store owned by Sobeys. Uh, yes, or yes, it's the um, what should we call it? Other biggest uh, Weston. 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 Uh, Weston. Weston owns everything. Is save, uh, no Weston is Loblaws, Loblaws, not Sobeys. Yeah, Sobeys. Anyway, that's so- beside the point. Sobeys. No, Sobeys is Loblaws. Weston. No, Sobeys is not Loblaws. It's irrelevant. Sobeys it, is Thrifties. It's irrelevant. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's irrelevant. I'm not shopping local. Okay. I'm going right. to a chain grocery store yeah. no matter where I'm going. So I had a quick look because we wanted – we're out because I usually stockpile. We're out. I'm like, crap. I usually only do sale days for broth, right? Right. And it's like Walmart was buck ninety seven, and Thrifties was – what was it? Three forty nine. Yeah. 
Savon was like two ninety nine. I'm like, well, I got a I've got a headlight bulb to return to Walmart. That's a whole nother story <laughs> how I ended up with a headlight bulb from Walmart. Oh, but I'm like but I'm like, you know what? It's that convenient, it's that close. Yeah. It's a dollar ninety seven and I'm I'm not going in to buy one liter of this stuff. Right. No, I bought twenty liters of it. Yeah. You know, so I'm like you- it's a twenty dollar savings easily. That is worth the aggravation of time to deal with their parking lot. And yeah, but is it worth the sending the money to Walmart? I it's a good question, but I'm sending the money to a giant corporation anyway, which has stockholders. Which has stockholders? So I, I don't know the answer. Yeah, so I don't feel great about any of it to be honest. Or to Jimmy Pattison. I've got an I've got a Jimmy Pattison rant. Oh. That was my rant. Oh, right? You, is he you... any better than the Waltons? No. So here's my here's my <laughs> hold, on, hold on. Probably he is better hold. than the Waltons. No, it, he's so garbage. Pump yeah, the brakes, but... or I stop the recording. It didn't, no dead it didn't air. stop, actually. No dead air. <laughs> no, no, no. Do you want to change your name? No. To Captain Rancy Pants? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so here's my rant. Yeah. Because I was watching the World Juniors over the holidays, and they had an advertisement or some... I saw a clip, anyway. And it's them doing a TV special about how great Jim Pattison is because he donated part of his billion-dollar fortune to some children's hospital they're naming after him. That's pretty awesome. Jim Pattison systematically went through BC. (laughs) Terrible person. Like Port Hardy. He goes into Port Hardy. He opens up a save on foods. He lowers the price to put the local grocery store out of business, and then he jacks up all the prices. Correct. He did that everywhere in the province. He literally had a system where I'm bigger than everybody else. I can bully you, put everyone else, else out of business, make shit tons of money, and now I'm trying to make up for it by donating some of it? He's a garbage human being. I don't think it was the children's hospital. I think it was the regular hospital regular, where he's going to go. Where he's going to go. Yes, Correct. exactly. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't the children's hospital. No. Let's be honest. He doesn't yeah. care about kids. No. Hashtag, hashtag the accountant's buddy, Jag Mead, is greedflation. You know, the one place that I'll give you greedflation is Jim Pattison. That guy is not a good person, and I need people to just stop trying to pretend like he's a good person. Right. It, he may be better for us than the Waltons because he's because he's at least he's, locally in BC, but he's he has, still not he's a good still, person. He's still selfish enough to enhance some services that will benefit him. that will benefit him. Yes, right. exactly. Yeah. yeah, but he is not a good person. So anybody that tries the same Banfield, if you've been to Banfield, it's my favorite place in the. Province. Do they have a save on food? <laughs> <laughs> no, but Banfield used to be. That gorgeous boardwalk and all of the families along the boardwalk owned their fishing boats and would go every day to their fishing boats and right. fish. And Jamie P came in and put everybody out of business by buying up all the fishing licenses and fucking everyone over. Right. And it's the same non, like yeah. he's literally, a lot of people would be like, he's just a good businessman. And it's like, yeah, but he also doesn't have a soul. Right. So, you know, yeah. good businessman, me, no soul. Me. What are you going to do? Like. He's whatever 90-something now, and he cannot die soon enough. Hey, careful coming in here, yeah, pa- that's, Pedro. You're going to hear the you're gonna hear cuss words and ranting. Yeah. Uh, ran- Mr. Ranty Pants is on a Yeah, roll. Ranty Pants is on We're ranty actually pants. swearing. Yeah. Oh yeah, cussing. it's funny how yeah. the, the show this show starts off like G for general, <laughs> slides into PG, and then rapidly hits rated R. Rated R, yeah. <laughs> and it's like if you're still shoveling snow, you need to go buy a fucking snowblower. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Listen, I just get fired up about injustices in the world, and that's one of them. I it was funny because we had so much fucking snow, and I was at Lowe's buying some stuff for the wood Fuck project. This guy. 
Can't find a home hardware. <laughs> Why were you all alone? <laughs> Not a lumber world. Screw you. Lumber world, home hardware, the castle building center. Fuck that place. Getting into that place Actually, is the worst. Actually, that's true. That's a nightmare yeah. to but get into. No. So I, I walk out of Lowe's. I'm like, and it's just a line of like six different models of snowblowers. I'm like, what the fuck are they thinking? Did this get misshipped from Calgary? Because <laughs> we're not going to need that. And then two days later, there's two feet of snow. <laughs> oh my God. I forgot to tell you guys this. So I walk outside and I'm like back breaking, shoveling snow the one time a year in Victoria. Yeah. It snows. And my neighbor down the street has a snowblower. Oh, yeah. And you just like that was his moment to shine. Yeah. Right? And he's just got, like his entire, he's got a huge driveway. The whole thing is Pristine. pristinely. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you've cleared a thousand square feet of snow. Yeah. While I've been out here shoveling. Yeah. And you can just tell he's so happy with himself. Yeah. Like, sits down next to a snowblower, <laughs> probably having a beer at like yeah. 6 a.m. in the morning. I'm like, man, I get you. I yeah. got it. I got it all figured you know, out. I'm thinking that is like, gotta be one of the top 10 luxury items to own in Victoria. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. so you know, unnecessary. Like, yeah. like, it's one of those you're like, uh, well, I mean, the city of Victoria doesn't have one. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, you could go and plow Shelburne and be like, uh, yeah, I'm sending you a bill. <laughs> why, why don't they plow to the hospitals? Oh, oh my God. How I... ridiculous is that? Yeah. Anyway. That's a different uh, you, podcast. You know, the nice, the nice thing is, and I'm sorry the rest of Canada, if you're still listening, is that we had two feet of snow. Yeah. And it is 10 days later-ish? It was... Five days later, it was gone. God. Yeah. I was like, yeah. there's a few piles here and there, but... But we didn't move for two days. Yeah. <laughs> I went to work the next day. Not the day of, the next day. Right. Yeah. I realized after shoveling, a shovel width out to the road, I was like, screw this shit. I'm leaving the car buried till spring if necessary. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or next week. Yeah. yeah. I, I was driving that day, and I'm driving, and this freaking, like volkswagen bug almost slides into me and i'm like i need to get off the road not for my own safety but just so that one of these idiots does not hit me well so here's a story i heard apparently there was one flight that left uh victoria airport that day the first day there was no buses tax you couldn't get a taxi so there was a guy on facebook who was advertising 75 bucks from the legislature buildings to the airport per person per person love that it's not enough money and it's not enough money but that's that's what a taxi charges you right so it was a good deal for everybody who paid it yeah so uh, my buddy knows a guy who showed up there were five people in his truck that's a good deal yeah so it was a good deal for everybody yeah 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 five people to the airport i love five bucks it's too bad you just made that public because now the cra is going to be after him Yeah. yeah, no, it's 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 a funny thing. Hey, when we get snow here, and uh, oh, I've got, oh, an, I've got another it's, rant. It's no. it's it's, it's an it's an embarrassing thing when we get snow yeah. here. No, the thing yeah. is, is it was funny. Is I realized that you know we luckily have a four by four, so I went out. And, not like we had to do a whole bunch anyway, but no. whatever. I'll go. I actually I don't mind. I like going out and driving around the snow. Mm. Yeah, I'll, I'll put a tow rope in the back and make sure if I see people that are stock, I'll help them out. Right, seventy five bucks. <laughs> that's that used to be the rate yeah um, no it was it's that i realized like you said being out there i was like every idiot's got an suv with four-wheel drive in it which makes them think they can drive because they can get going real fast yeah but they still can't freaking stop right and they still can't steer yeah, yeah. so i'm like i'm getting off these roads you can yeah. steer if you're turning your wheels are turning yeah exactly I mean, thank goodness for anti-lock brakes but even those 
it's not enough. And not much snow. No, not enough. Not much snow. Yeah. You said my trigger word. What? CRA. <laughs> oh, oh, here comes hey, Mr. Renty Pants is back in the room. Should we? We need like a whole segment. We, yeah, yeah like you absolutely do. We go so, back to segments. It's like, and it's the Renty Pants segment. So this just reminded me because I got the freaking decision. For, so I, as I've said, I do cross border tax work. So I got. If you keep pumping your company, you've got to fucking up. pay for this shit. <laughs> no, I, the, I haven't even said the name. <laughs> shut up. So. So I get so uh, play. <laughs> I get a decision back from the CRA and the agent that I'm talking to is like, well, no, 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 like tells me one thing. Long story short, I won't bore you, bore you with the technicalities. And I'm like, no, that's wrong. Oh, like no. you're wrong. Can you record it for me though? Sometimes I cancel it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, you're wrong. And he's like, no, no, like I'm not wrong. And I'm like, okay, well, but you are not a, a CPA. And B, you're wrong. I, like, I, I do this for a living. I file this every day. You're wrong. So there's no way. And it gets down to I end up talking to supervisors. I get notice of object, objection, all of this. And it gets to the point where I have to go and deal with like a full-blown notice of object, objection. Sounds if I bad. Want this, if Sounds I want bad. this to be done for my client. And I'm sitting there and I have to talk to my client and be like, so here's the deal. You owe an extra $500 in tax that you don't owe. And the CRA isn't smart enough to know that you don't owe it. And I can go to court and I can fix that for you, but you'll have to pay me more money than the $500. So I now, as a professional, have to sit here and recommend that you give the Canadian government money you don't owe because the employees that they have employed to look at these things are too stupid to figure out that you don't owe the money. Right. Like, that is an extreme injustice in our system. Do you know when you have a good client? When he says, fuck the CRA. We're going to court. my money. <laughs> We're going to court. I think I... Yeah. Just rescind. Is it the system or the people? It's the system. Well... Okay, you said the stupid people, so I just wanted to correct that and not belittle anybody out there. No, I'm not... No, no, no. Oh, no, no, I'm... They are stupid. Stupid is, the stupid does. (laughs) Let's be be fair here, but... They only have entry-level staff, and this was not an entry-level problem. Fair. And so... So they're not stupid, they're not qualified. I I am going to call them stupid, because you can't be in that role... Like, you're in a role that you aren't intelligent enough to do. Your word... (laughs) <laughs> I was gonna. I really wanted to say this with a straight face, but there's no way I can. Is you know how people pick a word for the year? Your 2023 word should be acceptance. <laughs> Tolerance. Who who picks words for a year? You what? haven't heard that before. You only get one word. The yeah, you get one year? word. One word. Jeez. But you're just year. punishing taxpayers unnecessarily because yeah. you're it's not cra- smart enough to know what's crazy, going on. It's crazy, right? It's crazy like that, that they'd have to go to court to fight something and pay your you wage and a lawyer. volunteer your time. Pro bono that just to make yeah, a statement. Absolutely. I, I should. Now, this is now your practice. You, and you know what? And, You've made and it go public. go to the press. It sounds like a fight now. There's going to be a documentary made of this. <laughs> absolutely. 
I mean, I can make the documentary because if Ryan Reynolds can with a soccer you, team, that's a great documentary, I, man. So you guys didn't chirp me on the Disney Plus because <laughs> <laughs> like, you wanted to walk Welcome to Wrexham. 2022's financial advice was I should cancel Disney yeah. Plus, and I didn't have it, so I signed up for it <laughs> right before. <laughs> he just he counts down. He's down. He counts he down. This is so good. <laughs> This is so good. I signed up for it right before the end of 22 in fucking spite of Christopher Freeland. Did you Twitter? I should. You should I Twitter. should fucking Twitter and be like, I just signed up for Disney Plus. I am so effed. That beer went up my nose and it was so worth it. So yes, it was all to watch Welcome to Rex. Yeah. No, but I'm not okay. No. <laughs> So good. The shows get, you know, we got to start with a high alcohol beer first. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Mm. Well, is that all? Wow, that was, the, you know, the funny thing is, is like, that's almost perfectly the two hour limit. That might yeah. be our longest that's show ever. Okay, well, wow. If yeah. anybody's still listening, uh, great work, guys. Happy New Year. And if you're still listening, shout to Stefan for yeah, bringing Stephen, the beers and you, to Hornberg Brewing. You know, this is Stefan from Curling that brought us these yes, beers. Yes, I know who okay. Stefan is. Well, yeah. I didn't know if you... Thanks. Is, did word. that beer go straight to your brain? Yes, <laughs> yeah. I do know who the... F- I wasn't saying, do you know who Stefan is? <laughs> I didn't know if you knew that it was Stefan from Curling. Do you want to announce your company again for some more free promos? I literally have not said the name of my company, so fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> This, right. is, this has been a good episode. I know. We need to stop because... For old acquaintance. Oh, no, we're not singing it? No, how'd you do it? Well, huh? it's, it's late. New Year's is already over. Oh, shit. Last thing. This oh, is before New Year's. La- the, listen, no, this is the last thing. This is the last thing. This is after New Year's, but... I no, heard, this is before New Year's. I know. For us, it is. I heard on the radio yeah. the people are sleeping for four nights in Times Square to be there for the... That the sounds drop. terrible. Like, could you imagine... Wait, are they all teenagers? I There's a lot of people that are involuntarily sleeping in New York. <laughs> like, right? What? It seems like somebody should have been smart enough to take all those people that don't want to sleep on the street <laughs> yeah. and pay them to sleep on the street for the people that want to sleep on right? the street. What yeah. the fuck is wrong with the world? <laughs> Absolutely. But ending on a high note, I'm really looking forward to 2023 because we get to do more of this. I feel right? like we're just going to start doing some weekly rants and I'm just going to yell about things that make me mad. I know. <laughs> the account's like, Hey, can I just drop by your house and we'll do like a weekly quick hit rant? What, what was like, what fucking ranty pants is going to show up at my house once and a just week? yell for like 15 minutes? <laughs> I think and maybe we should rebrand as Rancy Pants <laughs> and the something or others. <laughs> no, what was the one I was going to do? We're going to be the uh, Trailer Park Finance Boys. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's good. Trailer Park yeah. Finance Boys. Yeah. yeah, well, we're getting pretty trailerish with these episodes, especially at this late. Uh, we are drinking Rainier. We're back into the Rainier. God bless. All right, well, we'll get a Rainier sponsorship, and we'll be on our way this year to the moon. Oh, last Don't thing, Don't worry, too. 2023, I'll have even more rants. Did, did you know that? Last thing as well, the other last thing. No, 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 no